0: Hey, Rashi! guess what? It's Comic-Con time. (sniffs) Oh, you like going to Comic-Con, don't you? Nope. Oh, come on, man. It'll be fun.
1: Continuity is for whips.
0: Well, that may be, but I'm packing my uh, taggy shirts, pork pie hats, swim fins. I'm ready to go.
1: You're not really making a solid case, man.
0: Hi, this is Paul Dini. Oh, and uh, pulling into the driveway right now is the lovely Misty Lee, who is joining us in the middle of everything, and she is joining myself and the lovely Alan Burnett, who is back with us. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, yes, Alan <laughs> Burnett, my uh, my good my good pal, and uh, our occasional collaborator over at Warner Brothers uh, in the past and uh, and uh, on some in the recent past and. And all sorts of things. So. Yes,
2: things we can't talk about, but things. Things,
0: things, things, things. And uh, welcome. Welcome to our uh, pre-Comic-Con uh, podcast, Very where great. we're going to regale our listeners with uh, tales of Comic-Con and the times <laughs> we've been. And, uh, and uh, the So what was your
2: first visit to Comic-Con?
0: 1975.
2: Holy smoke. Wow. I was
0: a mere baby of 38. <laughs> and uh, a tyke. Just a tyke. Seventy-five. Nineteen seventy-five. When did it start? Nineteen seventy or sixty-nine. It's it's vague. Evanier has been there every year. I think he missed one year. He might have been sick or something like that. But I, I think he's been there for all of them. But what happened was, I think it started in some like a primordial form in nineteen sixty-nine, and, and it was. and then at '70, it's sort of like a like a fan expo or something uh-huh. in like a basement of some hotel. And then it, uh, hello, hey, hi everybody, hi. hi baby, how are you? I'm good. I'm loaded down. Oh, do you need a hand? No, I'm okay. Okay. It really kicked into high gear, and that, and uh, it was sort of around '73 or '74 that I became aware that this thing existed because. It really was the first big comic convention um, where car- comic artists and, and writers and, and, and strip artists were kind of treated like rock stars and uh-huh. could meet their fans and sort of the vacation-like setting that is San Diego. And I remember uh, it being referenced in the comic books. Like there was an issue of Iron Man comics that was around that time within two or three years of Iron Man at the San Diego Comic Convention going like... There's a san diego comic convention and i began hearing more about it and of course there was no internet back then there was just these stone tablets with we, we you know carved on these little <laughs> birds that we sent out to get information and
2: so was it in a ho- it was in a hotel when
0: you went to? yes what happened was uh i got to go as a as a present that year my folks uh my folks uh me as a like a, a, a finishing high school present and, uh, and I'd saved some money and they said, okay, you, you're, you can go on a trip by yourself. And I said, I wanna to go to the San Diego Comic Convention. And I knew it was at the El Cortez Hotel in San Diego. And if you fly into San Diego, have you ever flown in there? No. You fly in and it's kind of a nice little trip. You fly over this hotel that looks like a classic 1930s or early 20th century hotel that has el cortez hotel on it and big like neon letters and you can still see it it still exists with the the big sign on it and i was taking psa airlines and i flew in all alone and i there's the hotel that's where it's going on and i thought i thought like all the city would stop and like it would like it is today like the city really does stop for the convention but and i took a cab up to the uh to the place and it was filled with all these artists and writers, and uh, and it was it was really kind of an amazing place. Um, it was all contained on that one hill, because the El Cortez is kind of a, a set apart by itself on a hill, and there was nothing really within easy walking distance. Like down the convention center now, there's Horton Plaza and there's uh, the Gaslamp District and everything like that. So once you were on the hill, you were kind of stuck up there unless you could get a cab. And then there was an area nearby for a convention center and. I remember that was the first time I'd ever seen Stan Lee, and that was like a big deal. There's Stan Lee, <laughs> and there's uh, there's uh, Chuck Norris. He was like a guest that year, also. Really? Yeah. So it
2: was that big.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, well, he he was like the early adopter. He was like one of the first guys to uh, to, to celebrities to come and sign autographs at, at Comic Con, and then there were sign people. what autographs. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, a weird thing. I say autographs. 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 I don't
3: know why he says that. It drives me crazy. I don't they, say Warsh. You don't Morsh. say order-mobile. I know. Why? Why? Is it
0: Boston? Boston.
3: There's no R in it until the graph part, and he says that normally. I'm sorry for interrupting yeah, uh, Autograph. Chuck Norris.
0: Okay. Chuck Norris. And, uh, you know, it was just all these incredible people, and I'm going <laughs> like, wow, I am among the giants. <laughs> and, and there was a guy in there called Captain Sticky, who was like a real-life superhero, who was a big, hefty guy, who uh, had made himself a superhero costume and he had a gun that shot peanut butter and jelly? What? Uh, yeah, Captain Sticky and his mission. And he had done his own comic book and he was trying to promote goodness in the world by using peanut butter and jelly as a weapon. And I remember like him, seeing him show off the sticky gun to Stan Lee, and I was going like, "This truly is a gathering of the gods." <laughs> and. You could see like guys i i didn't know at the time but i would not like marv wolfman and len ween and mark evanier running around the pool and having a good time and it was just it was just kind of me i knew no one i was just absolutely terrified of the whole thing and uh um but i was you know drawn to it the dealer's room and everything it was really it was really there was a
2: dealer's room and there were there were rooms for uh
0: panels yes yeah there were panels you could go in. And this was the only place to find out news about upcoming comics because, like I said, the internet was a couple decades away, and uh, and uh, even magazines. At one point, there was mag- there were magazines like Starlog and uh, and uh, Hero and things like that, that that kind of brought you the the monthly news of, of comics, and all those would go away because the internet. You know, if it happens in the DC corporate offices, right now. Twenty minutes from now, everybody will know on the internet because the information is so exchanged so quickly. But then it was still magical and mysterious. And uh, was it two days? It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so, and okay. no preview night. And you could actually um, there was a brunch, and you could pay extra. And there was a pro brunch and a and a banquet also, I think, where you could pay extra and write down like your list of choices of tables that you could be at with whatever. Uh, professional you wanted to be with so who
2: who did you sit with
0: well i wrote down chuck jones for brunch and i've told the story here before but mm-hmm. i'll tell it again yeah uh i wrote down chuck jones because chuck was going to be there and he, there was a model sheet that he had done in the in the program book and and i was like i'm going to be at, at this table with chuck jones and i was going to finally i'm going to meet him and oh it's going to be so great he's my hero and um Sunday morning co- shows up, I get my ticket, I go to find the table, and there are a couple of guys, just sort of like almost like stragglers, like loner guys, sitting at the table, and there's no Chuck Jones. And, and I said, Is Chuck Jones coming? And they said, No, he canceled. He's not oh, coming. Sorry. Sorry. And I was like sad and I was going, like, sucks. oh.
2: Sucks. So did you move to the Stanley
0: table? No, this guy called me over and we go, Hey, you want to you know you can squeeze it over here. And ironically, it was Chuck's worst enemy in the world, Bob Clampett. Oh. And I look over, there's this guy with this Mo Howard haircut and big old hipster glasses and a turtleneck. And it's like, I mean, oh, my God, it's a guy from the front of the cartoon, the Bob Clampett cartoon. Yeah. And I and I sat over there and he told stories about Beanie and Cecil and about how, uh, you know, how he created the Warner Brothers characters and everything. And it's like, you know, Chuck joke. With so, did what? the
3: other two guys who were waiting for Chuck come with you to Bob Clampett's table too? Or no, they, they were just...
0: kind of a, they they were they were just sort of talking to themselves and they were having a good time. You know, it was like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like I ditched them. It's just sort of like
3: I wasn't worried about you ditching no. them. I was just worried about them. No, no, they they had a good time and they were eating. <laughs> everyone's
0: okay. It was sort of like they had they had you know they they were fine. You know, it's just like I, when I got a chance to you know sit at Bob Clampett's table, I was like Oh well, that's something. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So. I
3: love that he had a mohawk haircut.
0: Oh, he always did. He had, I
3: always picture him as Edna from The Incredibles.
0: You're not far wrong. <laughs> taller, taller, taller. Oh, yeah. That was okay. one of the two times I met, two or three times I met Bob Clampett. Well, there was that time. It was another San Diego con where he we was showing up some of his movies, and there was a third time when he almost ran me over. Perfect. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's, it
3: was a trifecta. It's yeah. A hat trick.
0: Yeah, and then I got to know his family really pretty well. They're very, very nice people. Did you ever meet Chuck Jones?
4: Yes. Do you want to hear the Chuck Jones story? Yeah. Give did you Chuck yell at him for not showing yeah. up to the Comic Con? <laughs> no,
0: no, I didn't. Um, years later, when I was working at Lucasfilm, yeah. uh, George wanted Chuck to de- to direct a animated special with the uh, droid characters. When you
3: worked with George, did you call him George to his face, or was he always Mr. Lucas? George. Nice.
0: He like he liked he preferred being called George. It was Did re- he
3: prefer that he request you call him George? Did you always call him Mr. Lucas until he said, "Call me George"?
0: Well, what happened was, uh, no, one of the produ- the producer Mickey Herman that I worked with, you know, who who on that first day when Flint Dilly and I w- went to to meet with him, mm-hmm. I said, "What's the protocol? Do we call him Mr. Lucas?" And he goes, "No, call him George." He that he really he really insists on that. Okay. So it was like, "Hi," it's like, "Hello," you know. Well, nice meeting you, George. You know, at the end of the meeting, you know, it kind of you know. It was very casual, and so we were, every everything was on a first name basis up at up mm-hmm. at Skywalker, which was which was very nice. Um, it uh, Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. He came up uh, because George wanted him to direct a, a special with the droids, and Chuck came up and then kind of had the meeting with him, and then deferred from directing the special. He said, "I'm you know happy to come up, meet you, talk to you, but I'm really." Not going to do... I'm out of the, the special making business, like like I, like he did with the Grinch and some of the other things. So it was kind of a fruitless meeting. I guess he just wanted to come up and have the meeting. He had, he had met George a few other times before they had talked about projects. But then George had to go to another meeting, so he said, uh, 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 can you take him around and show him stuff? <laughs> so I wound up showing him around the ranch, and uh, we had dinner that night at a very nice Italian restaurant over in Larkspur, and... It's quite a nice evening, actually. And he told lots of stories, and he was very genial and very nice. And I think his daughter, Linda, was with him also. And um, it was, yeah, a very nice time. So that's... And the other time I met him was... Um, I think I've told the story here also. Remember back when we were doing Tiny Toons at Animaniacs, they had Chuck come in and talk to the crew?
2: Remember? No, I wasn't at that, that, no.
0: Oh, okay. Well, this may was... may have been a, a Tiny Toons thing. It was... Yeah, I think it might have been around that time. It was fairly early in the Tiny Toon production, so you were probably just starting in on Batman or I know we weren't doing Animaniacs yet, but they Gene McCurdy had several like afternoons with Chuck where she wanted us to exchange ideas and hear Chuck's stories and, and hear his approach to doing the cartoons. So I know he did at least two or three of them and I was at one of them and he would, you know, tell stories about the old days and everything. And I and I asked him a question that he had a hard time answering and it was um and i wanted to know if he and the other directors ever got together and talked casually about the characters and what they <coughs> we were doing with them and his attitude was like absolutely no no we had our crew and uh, you know i did daffy cartoons and somebody else was doing daffy cartoons i did uh sylvester and he never talked in my cartoons i was treated like a cat he was always talking in frizz's cartoons no uh uh-uh. huh and there were characters you know and that that was it i think it was very even simpler than that it's like porky never talked to i mean uh sylvester never talked to my cartoons you know like and then he just the idea of it it almost seemed alien to him like um like that would happen but then again you know i can kind of see how that might happen because um i know that that you're working on a bunch of uh, dc projects and different directors and different units are doing different versions of the dc characters over at Warner animation i guess we can mention that because you're you've got
4: a new movie coming out at comic-con right
2: well there's uh yeah there's a movie uh we made called batman assault on arkham based on the game
4: yep I've never heard of the game What? <laughs> yeah, i'm not familiar with that game
2: we found a spot in the game line that we said okay oh, we can do this story here uh uh-huh. and so uh that's what we've done and right. that that's comes out that previews um, or premieres at, at Comic-Con on Friday at 7 o'clock right. in, like, Room 20, one of the big rooms.
0: Oh, together. great. Wow. You should
3: take Peter to that.
0: I will. Yeah. Well, yeah. I
3: wish I could go.
0: You're working at Comic-Con. Yeah, I'm you're... working at Comic-Con. Will you, would you like to tell everybody what you're doing there? Well, I mean, I'd
3: rather Alan talk. I could tell about it. I mean, I, yes. No, it's... please. Um, <laughs> I've been hired by Lifetime Channel, to do magic for their show, Witches of East End, mm-hmm. oh. and they're having a huge party over at the Tipsy Crow, and nice. they have hired a bunch of us to come in and do magic. So, By us, you
0: mean your sister witches?
3: I mean one sister witch and two brother witches. Ah, I see. Okay, so there's very... going to be four magicians, there's three floors, and the biggest floor is going to have two of us, and the other two floors are going to have one magician each. And nice. we're going to walk around, and they picked our costumes, and it's just essentially a big walk-around gig. But so
2: nice. Sounds like fun. Come yeah. and say hi to Misty. She yeah, it's you.
3: free admission, I think.
2: Very good. Yeah, that you guys should Where yeah. again? All three nights. All three, hmm? no. Where is it again? The tipsy-, tipsy Crow. The Tipsy Crow. And it's uh,
3: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's okay. a lifetime party. I don't know how it's working right now, but that's, from what I understand, it's...
4: Yep. Come exactly. on, come on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Great. Are you yeah they're
3: expecting 300 it? people
2: no i'm not doing any signings i'm just uh, going uh are you on a panel though right no i'm not on a panel this year you're not no no oh, okay. i'm doing lunches this year so
0: oh okay are you meeting people for lunches yeah and, and stuff, social okay. stuff like that yeah oh, okay so i'm doing one panel i'm doing the, uh here i'll pimp it really quick i'm doing the batman 75th anniversary panel on mm. oh at four o'clock hey, Alan, on,
3: you're doing that too aren't you that's not you
0: crash no. it yeah, crash. you should crash it. Crash it. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. crash it. All right. Yeah. Well, special guest star, Alan Brin- Oh, Ra- and Rashi will be there too.
1: Right? <laughs> All right. Rashi Genie.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he, he'll, he'll be crashing what the down. What do panel. you know about Batman, Rashi? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, what do I know about Batman? Who do you think taught my dad?
4: Ah. <laughs> yeah. Straight from the monkey's mouth.
1: That's right. <laughs> and the horse's ass.
0: <laughs> I mean, Rashi wants to go, don't you? Nope. You're going to come this year? Nope. Uh, I do remember one year I had to kind of force you in the car to go.
1: Yep, and I held on for dear life, and you had to peel my little hands off. I think there's still fibers next to the seatbelt in the Jeep from where he tore me away.
0: Yeah, that may be. Well, Super Rica, you want to go? He, he yes. doesn't want to go. Yes, he does.
1: Yeah, I want to go to Tijuana. Oh, see, there you go. Comic-Con he wants sucks. to go to a different kind of show. He wants to see the donkey one. See, si, see, si, see. Si. I'm going to get on the trolley and I'm going to ride to the end of the line, man. And I'm going to Tijuana. Comic Con sucks. It blows.
0: Ra- Subarica, that's terrible.
1: Yeah, he didn't even know he was yelling at it anymore.
0: Love that. Okay, Rashi, I'm sure there are, there, are, there are bugs outside you should be hitting with a, with a hammer. Yeah,
1: there's also you to insult in here, so I could
0: do that. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. So four o'clock in room six B C D F or something like that. It, it's uh, um, Batman seventy fifth anniversary. I think it's me, Jeff Johns, Jim Lee, Bruce Tim. I think signed on. Uh, he was kind of kind of iffy, but uh, so everybody should come early. Peter Girardi, who will also be on the panel, is, is told me that Bruce had, had uh, was going to do it, and Kevin Conroy. Yeah, and Ralph Garman. Wow, Kevin that,
3: Conroy. Yeah, nice. Right. and Ralph Garman, for King, for King of the
0: Batman, Batman. Batman podcast. He will be there too. So, uh. King of the
3: Batman podcast.
0: Yeah, he does. He does a. He does a Batman podcast. He and, does. Well, he does a lot of podcasts with Kevin Smith and and everything. So do Huge you. Batman fan. Yeah, I for a while it was rumored that Kevin was going to be there. Kevin Kevin Smith, but I I'm not sure if he's going to appear or Is not. Is
4: Adam West going to be there?
0: I don't know. They've Uncle said Batman. they they, they, yeah. they listed a bunch of people and special <laughs> guests. So. That could mean anybody from Adam West to Kevin Smith to Rashi running yeah, on stage. It <laughs>
1: yeah, it Doesn't does. Yeah, it does. I'm confirmed. Oh, you're <laughs> Yeah,
0: he'll be, he'll be pelting the audience with batarangs. And by batarangs, we mean... Um...
1: My little sock fists.
0: Yes, there we go.
4: There's a toy being released uh, right now uh, from Uncle Toys of Batman. There's an Uncle Batman! Uncle Batman? It's pretty much Uncle Batman. It kind of looks like (laughs) (laughs) him.
3: Do you know that story?
4: You know the Uncle Batman story. Oh my god. You don't know Uncle Batman? No. It's a con story, right? Oh, it's a con Con story. Okay, I'll I'll tell
5: the Uncle
0: Batman story.
3: fabulous.
0: What a day. Uh, (laughs) To preface it.
3: <laughs> oh God! Getting... I don't even want to hear it. Any story that begins to preface it, okay, It's just
0: to pre... all right. This is a true story. I'll and... say it again. And, and, <laughs> and, and I tell this with deep respect to the Nelson family, who <laughs> I who I'll explain What's why. The Nelson family. The Nelsons. The Nelson family. The Aussie Nelsons. No. Okay. The, the <laughs> it's a sad story. So, with all respect to the Nelson family. I, I'll, I'll leave that there hanging just for a second. I was in Atlanta, uh-huh. and it was at DragonCon, and it was, it was during the late ni- mid-90s. It was 97, in fact. Uh, when, and DragonCon was held actually earlier in the summer. It was like a June convention. And I'm at the convention, and that day, I'm very excited because I'm on a Batman panel with Adam West, Yvonne Craig, Frank Gorshin, Julie Schwartz, and me and it's like what june. the hell am i doing i'm pouring water for everybody else you know right. and, and i you know and it's a day
3: like that on garfield it was lorraine newman yeah june foray rose rosemary rosemary and me and i looked down the row and i was like i'm gonna pour some water
0: it's <laughs> yeah it's there, there's no reason we're here but i
3: should not be here anyway
0: anyway i get up i'm feeling good I'm getting ready to to go down to the convention and do the appearance i get a call you know it's like 11 o'clock and it's my dad and he's calling me in Georgia, and I go, and why is he calling? And it must be, oh my God, someone's dead. Some There's been a horrible accident. There's been something uh, happened. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to it. All right. I go, Dad? He goes, Paul, I have terrible news. I'm going, oh my God, mom's dad. Oh, my brother, my, my brother's my sister. What, what happened? He goes, Your friend Steve Nelson, Beach Ball, died. In a hunting accident.
3: Stop laughing! That's terrible.
0: I said, "You could beat." I said, "Beach ball," because this guy was a. It was a term of affection. He was a rather rotund young man. Oh he man! To, he was
3: the Violet Beauregard of Stevenson High School. Mm. Yeah,
0: he, 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 and it's like he, he did, he died, and it's like, but he's so young. What happened? Was it his weight? Was it his heart? Because at the time, he would have only been twenties. Late, no, late, well, 70, uh, 97, that would have been... Oh, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like, is he, what what happened? And my dad explains that he was on a round-the-world hunting trip because he was a big game hunter. He was in New Zealand, and while sh- taking a shot at a um, mountain goat, the goat had gotten up, charged him, and he had slipped and fallen into a crevice. And... So
3: he had <laughs> been butted off the side of the mountain by a goat. Yes. And that's how Beach Ball and Paul said to his father... Go on. You tell them what you said to him. What
0: did I say? I'm overcome with grief.
3: You mean he didn't bounce? He
0: didn't bounce. Ba- well, that's right. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, with the deepest wow. apologies to the yeah. Nelson family.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Um,
0: but he had lost a lot of weight. and, and Clearly. Uh, well, and I, I actually thought, perhaps if he had kept some of that on. Boing. Why
3: don't you tell us the Uncle Anyway, 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 so,
0: so it, it's like... and and, and the thing was like I'd gone to high school with Steve I knew him I liked him a lot he was a member of the Bohemian Club which is my that's where my dad knew him from my dad's a member of the Bohemian Club Steve's a member a lot of my family members are members of that club so he knew him socially also so I'm going down to the oh it's like oh I've got that rattling around in my head and then I have to go down and do this panel bouncing around in your head thank you and uh, I have to go down and do the panel and uh I'm sitting there on the panel, and it turns out Frank Gorshin has got a little laryngitis and can't make it. But Adam is there, Yvonne is there, uh, Julie is there, and I'm there. For some reason, I'm sitting next to Adam, and he says, and he's taking questions from the audience, and he says, and somebody says, Adam, is there any chance we'll ever see you play Batman on the big screen again? And he says, Well, I don't know. Maybe if someone from Warner Brothers was able to be in a position to talk me up, someone like like Paul and his hands closed on my shoulder and this vice-like grip, the same grip that has throttled the Riddler or the Joker for years is now on my shoulder. And it's like, ah. And he goes, oh, I have an idea for a story. Maybe Paul would like to tell the executives of Warner Brothers about it. And I'm going like, no, no. It's like, it's... And every would you like to hear it? The audience goes yes, resounding yes. Von Craig is looking for some place to be, and Julie is sort of rolling his eyes. And Adam says, "It's the story of Uncle Batman." And right in, at that moment, there was no place else on earth I wanted to be, but on that mountain with Steve Nelson getting rammed off by a goat. Because this is like the same, the same sort of feeling. And he goes on and he does this long story about uh, his hand is still on my shoulder. Now, <laughs> sinking in like a like a like a hawk's talon. I'll and he that. goes on and on about the story about Uncle Batman, about how you could take Michael Keaton or whoever is in the suit. And he's he's been beaten within an instant of his life. He's going to give up. and then he remembers he's got an uncle, the first Batman, Uncle Batman. <laughs> And just imagine how it would be like the two of them put on their suits and run to the Batmobile and they get in and they go off and fight crime. On the one hand, I'm thinking like, I would pay good money to see that movie, but I, don't send me into pitch Lorenzo de Bonaventura this story. Please don't. They must have been laughing. They were loving it. They yeah, were loving it. And Julie great. just kind of gave me this look like, 30 years I've been putting up with this shit. You Now it's your turn, sonny. <laughs> so, uh. That's the that's a shorthand, the Uncle Batman story. But
3: that's the shorthand? It, yeah. All well, right.
0: Okay. Well that involved a trip to New Zealand also. So Indeed. Uh, um but that was uh yeah, that was that. So um but uh but you know Adam. You've worked with him before a few times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um
2: very nice. Yeah, very nice guy. Wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and a guy, you know, he and a guy who embraced being this icon. Yeah. You know some of them turn away from their icon years, and he did not and, and people love him
0: yeah he's a good he's a really good guy and 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 like i said the 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 only the thing I was most awkward was is like i can't I'm just, i can't take this any further than just listening to it i can't you know get thrown out of an office if I go in and pitch. I just don't have the
2: i have to ask you you yes. went
0: there in seventy five
2: How many yeah. have you missed since then?
0: I went in seventy five and the next time I think I went was in '80. Then I went like '82, '83, '84. I missed '85, '86, '87, '88, and '99. I missed one in the '90s, and I don't. And I think I've been fairly regular since that. So 75 to today. That is 40. Is that 40? Yeah. Minus. Just about six. So, so you. Really... I guess I've been to like 33, 34 of these things. Damn! It really, it really heated up once, um, once I started at Warner Brothers, and it became an every year thing. And I remember back when we were doing Tiny Toons, which was in '89. It was almost like Bruce and and uh, and and I and uh, and Kevin Alchieri. We almost had to sneak out, you know, because it's sort of like you're going to Comic Con. Yeah, I'm going a day early. You're gonna get sick on Thursday. Yeah. And then we would kind of, like, call in. Not you know. anymore. No, now it's like, well, yeah. Tuesday's here. We're all off to Comic-Con. The, the whole place
2: is deserted. I started going in 92, 93?
0: It must have been the year that we debuted the animated series. Because I remember we showed, it wasn't, we didn't show on Leather Wings. I think it was, it was we showed um, It's Never Too Late. I think that was the first one we showed in, in, for an audience. It was either It's Never Too Late or on Leather Wings. And I remember the audience was sitting there silent and that to me was like, and I remember watching with Bruce and Eric and I think you were there and I must have been. And, and I remember, and we, were, and we were going like, they're not saying anything. And I said that that's good. They're paying attention because if they weren't digging it, they'd be hooting through the thing. They would be, they'd be making, they'd be cat calling. They'd be saying, oh, that's lame or something. And they laughed, you know, when it was appropriate. And, you know, there were a couple of snickers here and there, and odd moments. But I remember them really liking it and then thinking like, oh, God, somebody really made kind of a period Batman cartoon. It wasn't what they were expecting. They were expecting, you know, the filmation shows or with all due respect, Super Friends or something like that, you know. It's okay. <laughs> you wrote oh. some good Super Friends. Oh, please. The, the, uh, the Dark Side ones are pretty good. Well, well yeah. Uh, yeah, for its time, yeah, it did well, something
2: yeah. for what it was. But, um, yeah, I started, I guess, in 92, yeah. and I've not, I think I've been to every one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you, now, are there any particular memories you have of conventions, of, of parties or meetings of people? Was there anybody you wanted to meet that you, it would <laughs> kind of? Uh...
2: I got to tell you, it all merges into one big crowd for me. It all, like, one big, long line. I... I like, I mean, this is going to sound, uh, you know, kind of strange, but I like the small, the small panels, the the,
0: the,
4: yeah.
2: the one person being interviewed or one person speaking. Yeah, I mean, those are the most memorable
0: ones to me. Yeah, that, I I, um, I like that too, and I'm talking about people
2: uh, like Joe Lansdale. Yeah, I remember his panel. I remember Steve Engelhart.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, I remember, you know, not the big you know, Hall H stuff, which I've only been to once. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I just like the small industry stuff.
3: By the way. Yeah. Hold on. Ezra's turning me up here. By the way, Hall H, because Peter wanted to go to the Avengers panel, is now being broadcast. The con, the content that they generate is going to be broadcast in a side room. I just got an email on the way home this afternoon. Oh, great! That they're broadcasting in a side room, so even if you can't get into Hall H with Pete, uh-huh. you guys can watch the Avengers panel in whatever side room they. Okay, put it great.
0: And I imagine they'll be re-showing it through the hotel rooms. They're doing and wristbands stuff like now for it too. Yeah, get wristbands no to gin line and. Wow. See, I was hoping I could go, I could get Pete and go backstage at some of the events, you know, like, because they have the, the roped up areas yeah. and the celebrities. I think the only time I was ever able to do that was once at one of Kevin's, Kevin Smith's panels. And we, went, we went backstage and, and stuff. You know what? I, I like the small panels, too. Like, two years ago, I went to a panel with, uh, it was um, Gilbert Shelton. The creator of the fabulous furry Freak Brothers. Oh. And I've always loved that comic. You know, I, when I was growing up in San Francisco, I devoured undergrounds the same way. I I loved all comics, you know, superhero stuff. Superhero stuff, as much as I liked them, they kind of took a backseat to funny stuff. I loved The National Lampoon and I loved Art Crumb, and I loved The Freak Brothers. And so to hear the guy who created The Freak Brothers was, was really, really special. And I, I go into the room and it's like, me and maybe two dozen other people and i'm going like man it should be more i have a feeling if this was happening in france you know they'd be lined up you know because there's more of a uh a a feeling for that um for for independent comics and stuff but there's a there's a um there's a panel discussion and showing of the work of Heinrich Clay this year that sounds very interesting to me. Do you know who he is? is, I think so. He's the illustrator who was in the early 20th century did a lot of drawings of anthropomorphic animals. And you look at, and they're very nicely rendered, but they're all rendered with a big sense of humor. And you take that style and you meld it into a more popular style, and that's the Disney style, you know, of funny animals. You know, like elephants and crocodiles and hippos and 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 um, I did not know m- this guy. Monkeys. It's it's really really good, and you know the the Walt Disney Museum up in San Francisco ran a retrospective of his stuff, and you can really see the um, the direct link between the especially the early Disney features and and his work, especially in something like Fantasia.
2: The most disappointing thing about Comic Con these days is there's no sure thing to get into. Like what? Well, before you know the, the, the small panels that I'm talking about could uh-huh. almost be guaranteed that there'll be a seat for you, but it's, it's, it's really gotten quite crowded.
0: Yeah, yeah so and confusing as far as the lines go, you used to be able to walk right into you know, oh, I'm going up here to hall seat uh, hall six or something or, or whatever, and you take the elevator, you go up, walk in, and now they're like these guards, no, no, you have to walk all the way around yeah the whole hall and then come in right over here it's like the door is right there i can go into it right here no you can't you have to go all the way around and get all the way around
3: there's a line wrapping all the way around back to where you started yeah (laughs) yeah alan what do you think of comic-con Oh, I, I enjoy it.
2: I mean, I like the, I like the atmosphere. I like going down uh, and looking at the. I like looking at comic books. Mm-hmm. I like
3: looking at old comic books.
4: Yeah.
2: And did seeing, you collect
3: them when you were when you were a little guy?
2: Oh yeah, I had my, you know, five hundred comic collection that would really? be worth much money today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it, it disappears. My mom, my mom didn't throw it out or anything. It just disappeared. I don't know what happened.
3: Maybe you'll but, find it. Yeah. And you have a third house.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh congratulations on the new house well fine I mean, we're just we're still Should in the did you say midst. well fine well
3: fine
2: no. have <laughs> you even a, seen this house yet what a yet, weird or? response no I haven't I haven't actually seen the house
3: you didn't even know what it looked, that's what happened here Paul bought this house and was like you're gonna love it yeah
2: well this is it's a fixer all, upper right?
3: So, so, oh no. So we're doing
2: so is this. This will be like the old sitcom Green Acres where you <laughs> where
0: you go see it. You'll, it'll be like Eva Gabor in Green Acres when you finally see her. My, like there's a pig Florida,
2: it's an automatic win. My oh. wife is very good about fixing houses. I mean she should have I don't know, she
0: should have been a contractor. Well, I'm sure, once she kicks the alligators out, it'll be perfect. Yeah. It well she's
3: tough and she's fair <laughs> yeah. and she's really, really smart.
0: Yeah. Yes, she is. So
3: that doesn't surprise me at all that she would take on a project like that head on and really yeah. rock it. Well,
2: we had the house down here near your house at Riverside. She put a second level on it and mm-hmm. supervised the whole thing. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that was good. Yep.
3: And it's a beautiful house, that, yeah. that one. Every, and <laughs> every time they put up Halloween decorations, I laugh inside because I picture you going, oh, God,
0: yeah. why, why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emily, did you collect comics?
3: Oh
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was your favorite?
5: What is my favorite?
0: was is i mean what what did you read back then what are you reading right now what did you collect
5: <laughs> um i know what i'm reading right now <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's about it oh, you used here. to collect
4: johnny and uh, oh
5: yeah i have all the johnny the homicidal maniac oh yeah
4: yeah stuff like that
5: so and, it was a little goth girl
4: and <laughs> oh, uh, i beautiful. got to know her by giving her the sandman comics to read oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. mister do you have a uh, you
0: like preacher right
3: yeah, but I wasn't little when I was saying no, that. No, no, but uh, um, I when I was very, very little, a place near our house called Cassidy Drug mm-hmm. used to carry Red Sonia comics. Oh yeah, nice. and my mother didn't look at what I was reading. <laughs> so <laughs> I used to grab those. Yeah, really? I actually Peter Sanderson and I were talking about it the other day because yeah. he had posted something on my wall for Unicorn Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, and I said, "Ooh, I'm going to have to look and see if this is one of the ones I read when I was a tot. Yeah, and it nice. was pre Misty. Oh right, right, <laughs> right <laughs> But it was uh, it was nice to see. I hadn't really thought about Red Sonia in a long time.
2: Yep. How yep. many of those long boxes do you guys have? We, we very got few rid of them now. All. We, we got, got rid of almost
3: his entire collection.
2: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got rid of all. like forty. <laughs> <laughs> and I went bye-bye. because I remember there were, there were there were it was
3: stacked. Yeah, the whole living room was full of them for a while. Yeah, and yeah. then Steve, uh, what's his name? Wyatt. Yeah, came and took them all away.
2: Yeah
0: well very good mm-hmm, well gone um, you know I, I still I, but I really curtailed you know what I what I used to read uh, you know, I found out that DC is uh, getting rid of the comp box
2: it, for yeah for employees digital, right now. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah and uh, it's um, I used to like getting the comp box because it was sort of like nice to be part of the club but on the other hand we could m- make furniture out of the boxes I mean without ever opening them and in fact we had you know tables and chairs made up you places to, to sit you, yeah know, the you have to box. keep
2: reading them or if they sit if you lose a month or two they start to collect i know and uh there's a goodly number of titles i'll tell
0: you yeah yeah i mean uh, like i said love being part of the club but uh, just at some point i just couldn't give up with it all um did you uh have, now have you bought old comics i think i've seen you buy old comics at comic-con haven't you <laughs> occasionally yeah
2: I am told that the Silver Age comic uh, market is dead really and that's the one that I sort of like you know go back to my childhood and every once in a while I get a yearning to get like an old Jimmy Olsen right uh-huh. just just for kicks yeah. yeah and I'll look at the at the at the ads as well as the stories. just oh, for yeah. kicks <laughs> and they are just uh, you know those were those were a lot of fun I have, I have a, a big respect for that silver age three stories per yeah comic that appeal to you know the 11 year old uh-huh. and when i look back it was really quality stuff yeah i mean the art and everything was they did great work back then
0: i used to love and to this day i still love disney's comics and stories and i can still go down there and i can find like an issue and i'll open it up and it's a donald duck story by carl barks that i've never seen before because he was drawing comics and stories for like the mid '40s to 1966. What year
3: did he yeah. paint our topless Native American?
0: Uh, that was sixty-seven, sixty-eight. One of the very first paintings he ever did. And if that girl had a duck bill on, she'd be worth a lot of money, whereas <laughs> it is now, it's worth about forty-eight cents. But, She's
3: really not worth anything, even though Carl painted her.
0: Again, it's the Uncle Scrooge stuff that brings in the big money. I mean, it's it's the duck stuff. And if it was like, and and it's the, it's it's like the characters. There was like a family. Um there's like a, a shot of Scrooge diving into money like um Steven Spielberg has this one up in his office called Tycoon at Play which is Of course is, you he know, does. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's perfect title, Tycoon at Play. And and I laughed when I saw it because I said night and I actually said nice title and he kind of grinned and I said, "But it's hanging in the bathroom. Why is it hanging? It's hanging right outside the bathroom. It should be, if this was in my house, I would have built a house around hey, it." Hey. That should be called you know, Ty, Tycoon at Play. So But if it's Donald Duck stuff, the iconic stuff, that goes for a lot of money. Landscapes, Western subjects, not so much. Because I think the real appeal, I mean, very good artists, but the appeal isn't, you know, Scrooge diving in the money bin or with the Beagle Boys or something like that. Um, But I used to love, you know, I can still find comics and stories, you know, that I've never read. And to me, that was fun when when I was a kid. You'd read, you'd get a Donald Duck story yeah, like Scamp, Mickey Mouse.
2: I was at Comic Con at uh, about. Thank 10... you for
3: changing the subject. <laughs> yes, thank
2: you. And uh, you know, uh, some guy was selling Jack Kirby um, originals. Originals. Wow. Nice. And and I did. You know, you mentioned Super Friends. The last yeah. year, Super Friends was called Galactic Guardians or some mm-hmm. freaky name like that. Yeah. And uh, and he did the comic book. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I, uh, I'm going through these comic book pages, and there's the last, I guess there were about six issues, 12 issues, I don't know. How. Uh-huh. And there was one page, the last page of all those comics, which had, um, which had Jack Kirby with, there was a dark side face in one panel, and then there was a, it wasn't a, spl- it wasn't a splash panel, uh-huh. but it was a pretty big panel of all the Justice League characters done yeah. by him. And I said I gotta have this, and you know it. it, I, I, you know, it's a hundred bucks, so I let me have this for no, you know. And it's not, it's not worth that much today. It's worth maybe two grand. But the idea of to have Jack Kirby do all these, yeah, uh, Yeah. all these JLA Justice League characters, um, it was just, of course you gotta have it. You gotta have it. That's the sort of thing that you have to. uh, It's, and I'm not a big. I'm not. You know, I'm not like you. I don't have a lot of art. and comic book art, mm-hmm. but um, that is special to me. Yeah. I was told that that was the last page of the last comic he did. And I th- and, 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 and the guy who sold it to me was the inker. And I, I believe he thought he was telling me the truth, but uh, it wasn't. But I thought, here's a guy who's done 100,000 pages of comic books. Right. If I really had the last page, that would be unbelievable
0: that might have been the last page that featured Darkseid on it that he drew himself because that was probably around that time but i did know he he went on and did some own some of his own comics he did um captain victory and destroyer duck and a couple of other things like that i think after that or maybe around the same time but that i think that's the last job he ever did for dc i think he is right on that so yeah but um but that i do remember that page actually it's a very nice page Uh, So you got a good deal. I I actually (laughs) bought an entire Jack Kirby Boys Ranch story. Oh, yeah? Some guy had it and and was willing to make a deal on it. And I kept that for a number of years. It was a backup story because he used to do like a lead feature. And this one was a pretty good, like a six-page story, mostly all action, guys in a stagecoach or something. And I kept it for a few years and I sold it, you know, and, uh, I sold it for our wedding. You know, the, it, Jack Kirby paid for our wedding. I sold off some artwork and, uh, that's, yeah, you also tried to
3: sell that Lois Lane piece and I said, no. well, that was the big
0: Comic Con purchase of all time was the cover to, uh, Superman 107, I mean, Lois Lane 107 or 106. It's the I Am Curious Black cover where, you have that? It's hanging it's in, in the, the hallway. hallway. Yeah. It's where she goes into the transmogrifier and comes out a black woman. And, uh, it's like, throw the switch, Superman. It's important I live the next 24 hours bzz, as a black woman. And she comes out and her, you may be able to pay for a couple weddings. <laughs> <all> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, in every book of DC covers, in every book of DC history, that's always the one they reprint. You know, it's like a, 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 a well-intentioned, but now oddly quaint right. uh, attempt at, uh, at, 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 at uh, um, making a racial statement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I, I picked that up once. I also got, at a convention, the very, very first Sabrina the Teenage Witch appearance. Oh, uh, wow. The, that comic book story. And that was, a, that was a find. But Dan DiCarlo, and the very first drawing of Sabrina. That's, that's cool. That's somewhere yes. in, in, the, in the collection. for If there are any Sabrina fans outside of me out there. But uh, I don't think there are. No, there aren't. <laughs> Although she is getting a new comic book. And... And they're doing it really great, it, it, something really great. It's very dark, it's very adult, and it's Sabrina as Rosemary's baby, which is oh, wow. which is very cool. It's a horror comic book.
4: Yeah, they did a real good job with uh, Afterlife with Archie. Yeah.
0: That yeah. was fun. Oh, can we have a moment of silence here for Archie Andrews? Oh, yeah. No, we he cannot. Like, no. He, he, he got shot?
4: Yeah. No. mm.
0: He got shot. Nope, with,
3: I'm going to talk through the whole moment. John
4: Wright's activist.
3: Yeah. John uh, yeah. G- oh, yeah. Yeah. While well, defending, yeah. defending his gay, gay friend, friend, Kevin yeah. Keller. Too much. Don't Should even know stop? what their political agenda is. They don't, we don't know. It's, it's The Jughead Party. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That makes a better That's statement. That's a party than, I would attend. The
0: Jughead Party? That is a party yeah. I would attend. <laughs> Hamburgers for all. Indeed. I mean, I like that. That's uh, like, yeah. So, um Let's see what else have I I, I got. Every once in a while, you stumble across something really cool at Comic Con, whether it's a collectible or uh, or something. And, but the, the the fun was going, like you said, like the mid early to mid nineties when the eBay was still kind of unknown, right? <laughs> and you really had to go like on an Indiana Jones treasure hunt to get some stuff. Nowadays, you just you can type up
4: anything and you're pre-selling it. exclusives on eBay. Really, in the hopes that they're going to get it to sell, huh?
3: In the hopes that they're going to get what to sell. What kind of exclusives are they
4: San saying? Diego Comic Con exclusive? The things you got to line up. No, for I get vote. it. Yeah. But
3: what what's on there?
4: Um, I'm
3: asking because I'm the, wondering the if the guy anyone. who's
4: selling it hasn't bought it yet. Yeah, you know what you're saying exactly.
0: So we could score a Job of the Hutt and Salacious Crumb for or Alex. For Alex, so yeah. Alex, there's the There's the Infinity Gauntlet the with all the Avengers
4: and stuff yeah. and things like that.
0: That's how I got the There's. They came out with this really great Poison Ivy figure last year for the New York Comic Con based on the. Your show, the um, Super Best Friends. You know the Super Best Friends Forever, the the Warner show? The, the little cartoons they did with Batman, Supergirl, Wonder Woman. Okay, I know what you're talking about. They did a very cartoony, very cute version of Poison Ivy that they did as an exclusive for the New York Comic Con. And that was the only reason I wanted to go to the show was to pick up that <laughs> figure because it was so appealing. And then I thought, all I have to do is just Comic Con exclusive, Poison Ivy and it's like there it is. Shazam for about what I would pay for it. Shazam. Yeah. Shazam. So my collectors right now. <laughs> so yeah, um and it used to be fun to walk around and browse, but I'm finding you can't browse anymore. The the, the crush of the crowd is too great. Yeah.
2: But, you know, what are you going to do? It's that's the way Comic-Con is. The crowds are everywhere.
0: Yeah. And you always I always found myself, you know, dodging some stormtroopers heavy, you know. <laughs> rifle or something like that, you know, storming through there. There's some character in, uh, in, a, in a costume and stuff like that. What about cosplay? Have you ever been tempted to go in a costume? No. <laughs> no. Not going to work? No. Never. I would like happen. to see
3: Alan dressed as Madame Mirage.
0: Yeah. that's Yes. A, nice. yes. No? No, I don't think so. Yes. In, <laughs> I think she would set her mode to vanish, no. you know, the the disappearance. I don't but,
3: know. I think he'd wrap that dress. Uh,
0: well bruce tim and i once had a pact that we were gonna go one year we were guests this wasn't last year it was the time like i don't know some years before we were both guests and we wanted to go and just enjoy the show and because we were guests there were signings we had to do and appearances we had to make oh, and it was great out. the fans were great but there was just so much of it neither one of us could get away and do comic-con stuff and so we made a vow that the next year we were going to come dressed as sailor scouts And uh, with no attention, uh, no attempt made to disguise the fact that we were, you know, big ugly dudes, and we figured everybody would stay away from us if we if we walked around like Sailor Mars and Sailor Moon. We uh, we didn't do it. I thank you for that. I thank you for that too. I don't think there's enough spandex in the world to go around me and make me look good.
2: I've seen stranger.
0: Yeah. You know.
2: Uh, and i've seen so elaborate. I mean they get so elaborate the the the, the, the uh the uh, painting yeah on people it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean i I mean it must take them like hours. Hours and hours to get ready to go. Did you see that documentary um on Comic-Con like a fan's hope? Yeah. And they talked about, you know, the you know that that cosplay girl who who Went and made like a whole group of, of characters, and the work that goes into something like that. You really, when you get down to it, they, you know, they're making things with animatronics and with lights and with puppetry. Are you? What, what are is you doing? Your you're wife you're, doing all this. Misty you're beating up a, a, a all day breaking
4: sleeper. candies and eating them constantly through the background.
3: <laughs> doing noisy. Shit. Every
4: time I turned back on her mic, she's just oh oh. Better open up this one now. <laughs> Oh, I need to break this one over I'm a piano stool. I'm
3: working on a magic trick that involves candy.
4: Oh, Okay. Uh, and I went
3: okay. to the place that's going to manufacture it for me, and I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven.
4: Do you oh, Do you have it all? Oh, and I see oh, Emily's joining you.
0: Yes. So we're
3: we're we're taste testing. You the see. Benefits. Uh, right. I got, Is it all made
0: to your specifications?
3: No. This is all the flavors that they carry, and they oh. gave them to me for free. So mm. they gave me sacks and sacks of candy one of them tastes like cat piss i'm very disappointed in that and i feel like the the audience i
4: think heard just cat piss at some point (laughs) that was earlier so
3: we're trying to figure out what flavor because i can pick i'm going to pick four flavors to start Uh uh-huh so i want to pick four broad scope flavors and that's what we're doing and i have one favorite which i was going to do anyway which is cherry so I'll give you guys some. There's a bacon one here. I just started yelling, nope, a couple minutes ago. You know, for it what it's worth? Just like bacon, but it's sweet, and it's
0: really not okay. For what it's worth, when you said cat piss, Muggsy looked up and licked his lips. So we have one advocate for the cat piss. It's like, oh, oh I'll try that. No. You know Mr. Mugsy is rather no. eclectic. Mm-mm. No, to- okay,
3: well. no, you just made up something gross.
0: It's i didn't gross. did i uh,
3: so i'll bring the candy over there you guys can try it okay, okay. in a little while um but we're we're testing right now <laughs> shut up ezra
0: yeah some of the cosplay girls they really get into it and some some of the guys too like i've seen uh, last year there were a group of guys who were very very they weren't huge buff guys but they were very well um oh, yeah. developed and guys who really worked out and they were a marble group Oh, oh. Shit. All right. And the all-day sucker is now all over the floor. Misty beat that all-day sucker within its wrapper so hard that it burst. The candy burst and has now run out all over the floor.
3: Everybody sucks. <laughs>
0: Did I ever tell you about a trip to Disneyland where I saw a mother do that on a kid's head? Yes, the sucker yeah. was a
3: Jiminy Cricket. Did yeah, I Jiminy ever Cricket. tell you about a trip to Disney World where a freaking lizard landed in my hair? I believe I've like, heard that story. It's a stick. Yeah. Um, yeah, did I ever tell you about the time we got ants?
4: Uh no. that's how you get ants. That's Mr. how you get
3: ants. Chris. <laughs> that sure is. Cause that day is today.
4: And Marajo was just
0: here. Today.
3: She was too. She, she was. just left. Oh
0: boy. Uh, if it's
3: any consolation, this lollipop's
4: delicious. What, time, <laughs> what flavor is it? Marshmallow. Marshmallow? Marshmallow flavored like hard, hard candy. candy. Wow. Well, that,
0: sounds, that, that sounds pretty darn good. I'll you can see over. these podcasts are rather free form, and it's hard to kind of, <laughs> think of like, the point of whatever we, when oh, we're talking about oh mountain my hunting. God. I, I'm
2: glad she explained what she was doing, but people at home are going. What is what is she doing? What is what
0: did she say? She's hitting candy.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: She's breaking I'm
0: it.
3: Smacking lollipops on the piano to break them into small pieces.
0: Alan, we only have four listeners. They're used to this. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: That's not true. I, I think we have were, like
4: three. I Thought she was three. waking them behind yeah. the door. Yeah. <laughs> there
3: is a lot of candy on the floor. This is really bad. Okay, you're gonna have a hard time cleaning that up. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! At me? Uh, me? That was one of the best moments of South Park ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Hobart, uh, go over there and and lick over the lick up that candy, oh, will you? You
3: can't have this. This is science.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you can send him over there, Hobart. Lick it up, mm, okay? Bananas. Hobart. Hobart's going over to lick up the candy. Mm-hmm. Very good. good. Good boy. I did like the first one. Good boy. Odd, it's over. It's over. Yeah, so one I mean,
4: year you got that. to see uh, a Hydra Red cosplay. Are you looking forward to any other characters? Uh, any That's other, a total surprise. I, you know, I don't...
0: I, mm-hmm. My characters are... My, my own characters are, are pretty obscure,
4: so... Aww. Yeah, when but you got somebody some fans. Dressed, what? But you got some fans, so what would you like to see?
0: Well, um... Madame Mirage. Madame Mirage. Madame, yeah. Madame Mirage. Uh, I, you know, it's a little too early in the year for Jingle Bell, but I have seen a mm. few Jingle Bell cosplayers here or there. That's a really easy costume to make because pretty much... Anybody can get any sort of girl Santa suit or any girl elf <laughs> costume. It doesn't have to be the same ones she wears in the com- in the comics. But uh, short blonde hair, striped tights, mm-hmm. and some sort of green outfit and, mm-hmm. and jingle bell. But I've actually seen one or two people, who, uh, girls, who've actually gone out and either found those weird lime green later hosen or overalls, yeah. or it, that ex- and make it, or else die something so that it looks like that. Wow. And then do the whole suit and the Peter Pan hat and the whole thing like that. So it's like, you know, praise for their dedication. Although, here's, here's, here's a cosplay story. Um, one year, uh, while I, when I was doing Jingle Bell more regularly than I'm doing it now, uh, I was at a booth across from the Oni table. Oni Press published Jingle yeah. Bell. And I was actually talking to somebody at, a, at another table. And I saw a dude dressed up in full Elfquest uh, suit. You know, Quest by Wendy Peeney, yeah, ongoing long, long yeah. fantasy series. He's dressed like down to the nth degree, go over to the Oni table, and he picked up Jingle Bell, and he had this look on his face, like, what, hmm? Very skeptical, dubious look. And he looked through it with kind of a mixture of curiosity and disdain and disgust, and he went, he put it down and he moved away then he came back and he looked at it again
3: God, and it's like hey elf <laughs> consumption
0: yeah hey skywise either buy it or don't you know just
1: skywise <laughs>
3: nice.
1: skywise yeah yeah
0: nice. it's either buy it or don't nice work yeah yeah and then um and he didn't buy it and it's <laughs> that's
3: yeah. he did or did not
0: no he didn't even leave a couple of dream berries you know so sad it was like you figure he he yeah so he didn't he it was not his type of elf I don't think <laughs> okay. and like, I can't fault him for that so but anyway
3: he must be true to him elf
0: yes him <laughs> elf <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but other other cos uh, Harley quinn's are everywhere oh Charles, yeah they are mm-hmm. like the the That's classic Bruce Tim Harley Quinn mm-hmm. the new fifty two Harley Quinn the there's Harley Quinn the what the Arkham Asylum Arkham one. Asylum ones there was one one year who was Harley in her... It wasn't the Arkham... As- <laughs> there's the Arkham Asylum look she had in the game, and then there's mm-hmm. the prisoner look, mm-hmm. which is, like, an orange jumpsuit. Like, they'd gotten, like, the... I guess they do make some version of the Arkham Asylum onesie that the prisoners wear, and so she'd made it into, like, a Harley version of that. And That's and then there are, there, are, there are a few that have gone as Dr. Harleen Quinzel, yeah. so they oh, wear, wow. like, a black top, a red skirt, and the... Um, the coat over it the 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 doctor's I mean, there's coat just that's tons cute. of
4: just adaptations yeah. like just a dress in homage to it or what yeah
0: that. well it's like guys who walk around with their shirt open yeah. and underneath there's a superman s you know yeah. it's like a
4: clark yeah i know? like that i think
3: that's cute when
0: they do yeah that is cute that is cute well but what i was saying before uh, last year i saw a trio of guys dressed as marvel's invaders which was a superhero group they had during world war ii because which consists of captain america the human the original human torch and uh the submariner yeah and captain america was dressed up you know in his usual in his world war ii outfit submariner which is the easiest costume it's the easiest costume to make in the world and it's the hardest to pull off unless you were actually <laughs> built by the sub, like the submariner
4: because yeah. it's
0: a speedo mm-hmm.
4: yeah and just wings on a your heels speedo yeah. with wings, no. a speedo with wings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and if you really want to do it you slick your hair back put on some mr spock ears yeah and put on you know some little feathers on your heels but if you can pull it off, you can rock the speedo. Except I don't know where you put your badge.
3: <laughs> what well, hangs around your neck?
0: I guess so. On that's, a that's true. Yeah, yeah. You've seen that or not? No, I saw it last yeah. year. You, I, they'll
3: let you in. There's what? A, there's not a no shirt, no shoes, no service uh, policy at Comic Con. Uh,
0: I you know I'd have to check. You may have
3: the, had a flesh-colored bodysuit on. Uh, you could paint abs on well, that. You I
0: have the I had the picture, because last year I took pictures of cosplayers for Scott Ads. You know, we have to mention them once per once per yes. There you go. Oh Big Hero 6, too. Yeah. That's gonna yeah. be fun. Yeah. He said take I love the cosplayer, so if you see any interesting cosplayers, take pictures. So I took a picture of the Avengers and I know that Namor was in there. And the guy doing the human torch had just sort of like put like cotton on them and, and it had, had had like airbrushed cotton or some sort of fabric so it looked like it uh, flame. was flame it was really good i mean and the guys you know had obviously okay these are guys who work out regularly so they can pull off the look but mm. um well it, you know what i really hate you know and this is something that's that's come to the fore recently and you I hate like, it
3: when i drink pickle juice
0: no i, I think that's oh. i actually think that's charming
3: you know what, alan right after when i went right after i moved here when we were still engaged He caught me drinking pickle juice out of the fridge, out of my own jar. It wasn't the community jar. And he looked at me and he shook his head and he goes, that's almost, almost a deal breaker. That's so disgusting because I was drinking pickle juice. And I turned around and I smiled, and he goes, "What are you grinning at?" I said, "Cause you said almost." <laughs> and he was were like, you, yeah.
0: "Were you drinking the pickle juice?"
3: I love drinking pickle juice.
0: And then she breathed on me.
3: Uh huh. I did that this morning too. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. I, I did that. You did that. Yeah.
0: You did that. Yeah. yeah. A dill and not sweet. No, Probably t- dill. Yeah. Yeah, but today was the. It was butter. gherkins. Yeah. Pickle juice.
3: Ermie gherkins.
0: Ermie gherkins. Pickle juice. Yeah.
3: Disgusting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> busting candy all over the floor, being grody. I know, I'm shameless. I I. I what were you talking about, Scott? I had Edson, heard of, Scott Edson a speedo.
0: No, no, no. He, about his love for cosplayers. And his like, love for speedos? He, no. Oh. God, I don't know. He uh, he he loves uh, the cosplayers. Speedos. So I took him. I took pictures of all those cosplayers and I sent those to him uh, last year on my on my phone and probably will this year again because he's not. Come, I don't know if he's coming or not. That really either. makes you know the cons to what, me. The cosplayers, yeah, they, oh
2: yeah, that's really what 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 what. That's really the best flavor of. You know, you know? there's
0: sort of, and this is something it's that I that I flavor. feel is a is a shame, and I really feel strongly yeah, about. There is there is actually a concern now. Dragon fruit disappointing. There's a, a there's become a, a lot written about a very negative attitude a lot of con goers have, and they're, they're mostly male. Who pick on girls who show up in costume, and I'm going like, what, what the hell? What is that's the point? Well, that's the thing is like, you know, there are these guys who, you know, like girls will go to the conventions, Mm -hmm. and they'll be dressed up as a character, and and I've heard a lot from women creators about this, and some of them have done some very kind of heartbreaking comics about this, like, oh, I want to dress up as Wonder Woman, so they'll get a Wonder Woman costume or they'll make their version of it, and they'll go to the show. And maybe they don't look exactly like Wonder Woman, or they're not quite that physical type. But they're there for the sense of fun and just the enjoyment of it. And guys will come up to them and say, "You're not a real fan. You can't. T- what happened in issue 185 of Wonder Woman? You don't know. And how come you're wearing that suit? You can't pull it off." And I, when I first heard about this, I said, "No, no, no, guy is that big of an ass? Maybe one deranged person." And it turns out, like a lot of a lot of people pick on cosplayers because they don't look exactly like them or they'll say you're not a true fan or you're a poser or um you know you, you oh somebody gave you that Harley Quinn t-shirt or something and it's like you stupid fumbling jackass do you know how long it took to get girls to go to comic book shows <laughs> anyway it's like it's not your personal little club be friendly be happy you know it's like and and it always and when I see like some some schmuck yelling at them, and the guy's wearing like a like a hockey jersey, it's like oh okay, what team do you play for? You know, oh I, I'm sorry I missed you in the uh, uh, you know on the in the um, uh, Bruins lineup there or something, and they're wearing like some team clothes, and it's like you know, it's like you don't play baseball, what are you doing? It's like ease up on the uh, am I am I going on too much? No,
3: I think you're saying the right thing.
0: But it's like a, it, it's like wow. How, this is not a place for cruelty, and it's not to make people feel bad about themselves, and it's not a place to mock others. And I think you know, God bless them. You know, from the littlest girl wearing a, a Wonder Woman costume to some dude parading around as Ms. Marvel. You know, it's fun. It's yeah, it it, is it, fun. It, it, it's Mardi well, Gras. It's about celebration. The last thing you want to the last thing you want to hear is some some. Dork demeaning somebody else because they're they're parading around whatever fan aspect of the fandom they like, and I think the last person you want to beat is that asshole. So that's my soapbox.
5: There is a fantastic picture
0: on- online uh-huh. of some of a beautiful like costume
5: someone did, a dueled in. Uh-huh. And there's a guy that was trying to tear into her saying, You don't know what you're doing, you don't even you're just some random person, like trying to look cool at a convention, and the person below just airs into them, saying, "Actually, that's the most spot-on costume I've ever seen. You are an idiot because you don't know who she
0: is." Duella Dent, that's really, that's really reaching. Now she'd have to be a dyed in the Wolf fan, and that guy's just some buffoon. You know, there. And I hate to say it, but you know, you find them in it. You find bullies and and and, and you know. Creeps in every, in every strata of existence, but you know, it's like there, there's something m- even more odious here because this is a, a realm for people of good humor and intelligence and, 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 and imagination. And if you stand on the sidelines and you say, you know, oh, you're not fit to be here, you're not worthy, then, you know, dude, the only person who's unworthy is you and, you know, remove yourself.
2: To, I have uh, no idea this was a problem. That people would actually criticize other people for that.
0: I don't know to what degree. It, it's enough. It's it's to a degree that people have written about it, and there have been articles about it. And you know, it, it you know, it's like live and let live. You know, between the the people who are demeaning other people for a parading around in costume, which is fun, to to the sleaze bags who are just hitting on uh, girls who you know they you know are trying to pick them up. You know, it's like some of well, they're not doing a good job no but, they, but you wonder is that, is that the only way they have of getting attention by going up to somebody dressed as Black Widow and saying you got the costume wrong you did this and that, and that. is that their way of forming a bond because they, they are so negative in their life that they're hoping they can initiate a dialogue and tear the person down and, and who, knows? who knows what motivates people who knows? I, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, you just say, hey, good effort, and then move on. I was I was, I was explaining cosplay to our nephew uh, last night, and he was very excited about seeing people dressed up in costume and everything. And I said, you're going to see people in, in all from all over fandom. You're going to see guys as Halo soldiers. You're going to see Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Barbarians, Warriors. You're going to see Adventure Time uh, characters. You're going to see... Uh, funny animals you're going to see weird guys holding up signs that just say free hugs you're going to say <laughs> Spiderman Batman, Zatanna uh, uh, the Fantastic Four and Klingons Klingons, Klingons, Stormtroopers all of them will be there and the one he was most interested in was the guy with the sign that said free hugs he said Get, where's the guy with the free hugs sign who is that do you want a <laughs> hug and he goes no I just want to see him
4: Good that he doesn't want to hug. <laughs> yeah, you don't want a hug. You don't. And, and it's like and I
0: said, well, they'll even see zombies, and some of the zombies will be asking for free hugs. But you don't want to go near the zombies, so he's looking forward to it. So um, we're on for dinner. Yeah, we are <laughs> with lentilly. Very good curry night. Curry night. I mean curry night at Royal India.
2: I may have another couple people for you. Good. I'll let you know Monday. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. It's that'll nice be... to have all these discussions on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Inside. like everybody sitting next to a fireplace is listening. Yeah. So, ch- all like,
4: Fireside Chat. Fireside Chat. Oh, yeah.
0: Somebody's probably listening to this and going like, hey, I know where Royal India is. I'm going to yeah. get in on this. <laughs> we'll be sitting at the next table and say, we're with the Dini party. Give them our chat. <laughs>
4: yeah, that'll be fun. So, oh, that's a cool it That'll be fun. So I read... Uh, couple comics this month one of them was your blood spell oh. Oh. and uh I, I saw the little characters of you in there and i thought that was fantastic and then i read harley quinn goes to san diego comic con and you're in there as well yeah get around. just appearing everywhere
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i uh uh you know i blood spell came as a surprise because i just said three creeps bother <laughs> Zatanna and she turns them into fish and then I discovered I was one of the fishy creeps, and it's like, "Oh what, <laughs>
4: what? it's like it's
0: Joe, come on, oh all right, all right, all right, yeah, you yeah. it but I, you know it did.
4: but you're actually yourself in the harley one
0: yeah in in the Harley yeah, one, yeah, everybody about you
4: <laughs> what yeah,
0: well that was that was Jimmy and Amanda, and I was very um I thought that was very flattering, that was very touching i I liked that a lot, Bruce and I are in the uh, Harley there's a special comic Harley Quinn invades uh San Diego Comic Con she has a comic she wants to yeah yeah. Yeah. she she actually has a funny idea she creates a comic called Hurl Girl which is about a girl who throws up and her throw up her vomit can can uh disintegrate whatever it touches there's a (laughs) superpower Hurl Girl I I think that's great and I think they should actually do a spinoff comic um but anyway she keeps getting kicked out of the convention for being too rowdy and uh on the last day, she wants to meet some celebrities and she goes all oh, ape hey, when she meets Bruce and me. You know. And I actually look kind of good. So they, they drew me nice. Drew Bruce nice, too. So it was, it was cute. And apparently she's coming back next year. They're going to make this an annual thing where Harley goes to San Diego Comic-Con. How fun. <laughs> I don't know what she'll do next year. She wrecked half the city this year. But that was Jimmy and Amanda. And I thought that was real cute. and that, That's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm kind of floored that Harley... Has not only weathered the changes over the last few years, but also has kind of emerged as like such a icon. I- it's her and Batman yeah. are the two DC top sellers month after month. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that's I think it's pretty cool. I was just happy they didn't retcon her out of existence when they yeah. changed a lot of other things because uh, you know, sort of like the uh, you never you never know what's happening. But she's in um, Arkham, right? Yeah, yeah, she's in Arkham. And voiced by Hindon Walsh. Hindon Walsh.
2: Yeah, oh, nice. He's great. Very good. She sang the song that you, the uh, Western song in uh, the the Batman. Remember that you wrote? Setting the woods on fire. Oh, setting
0: the woods on. Oh, yeah, the uh, um, uh, Hank Williams song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. She's
2: greatness. And and and, and uh, Harley is wild in this thing. Wow, nice. uh, she's never been wilder.
0: And uh, yeah. the joke who plays the Joker is that uh, that is, is that uh, Jane, uh, who no, Troy that? Troy Baker Troy Baker oh
4: Troy good. Baker
3: he is such a nice guy
4: yep and
2: Kevin Conroy will be there mm-hmm.
4: oh he's doing the Batman again huh yeah yeah fantastic
0: that's only right he does him in the vo- he does the voiceover in the, in the games too yeah so and this
3: is a directed DVD Ellen I'm yeah. sorry I didn't hear it yeah it is directed DVD cool. yeah
0: but so. not <clears throat> CG
2: it's traditional traditional right and mm-hmm. and it's um, it's it's i'm more fascinated to see the to hear the fans reaction to this dvd than any other dvd we've done really Is yes. there a particular reason for that that i yeah but i don't want to say okay but it's not one little part in it it's the whole thing you know? okay and so i'm just i'm really going to be fascinated who wrote who directed uh director uh jay oliva and um who else i have oh well heath corson wrote it you're right but uh jay oliva and ethan ethan spaulding oh nice i had and you were kind of writing her over this Writing her and then the james uh tucker produced oh yeah i mostly write her over the scripts right and the stuff
0: so
3: ellen would you like a fresco
0: uh no or i'm fine drink? You sure? No, is there I'm fine.
2: some more in the blender? No, I'm okay. I'm okay. fine.
0: And uh, I so, any—is there anything you're looking for as far as purchase this year, or do you kind of like to be taken by surprise when you see stuff?
3: Do you buy anything? In I common? don't buy stuff. I didn't think so.
2: I am like—I'm in the stage of my life where I'm letting it go. Me too. I'm trying
0: to let it go. Oh, I mean, right. I'm trying. Yeah. You have of admit, I'm getting better. I'm getting better.
3: You're picking up five vinyls at the booth. You just got stuff in the mail today. What? What?
4: <laughs> what? Well, There's those are marshmallow
3: records. candy here for you to clean up. Those
4: those
0: those <laughs> those records are, are different. So that, that that's, how? Uh, those will just slot into my record collection. I mean, you know, very thin. Is he There's, letting go,
3: Alan? Is he getting better?
0: Uh, you know, I, <laughs> he would have one time. He would have bought ten. I was at the comic book store the other day. And I saw that stuffed doll of Harley Quinn and I did not buy it. And I haven't bought the vinyl pop figure ever. I, you there's just not so much... the word boughten. What? Oh.
3: You just said I haven't boughten.
0: Boughten. I haven't bought. That's not but. A word. <laughs> I haven't boughten.
3: You said I haven't boughten that yet.
0: Oh my God.
2: You did? I'm, I'm using bad <laughs> grammar. <laughs> you did, but I didn't want to say anything. Oh.
3: Where do
0: I learn bad grammar habits?
3: I
4: have no idea. You're a writer. You just the make internet. up words. But when
3: you find out who it is, <laughs> make sure to get their autograph. Oh, uh, I was
4: yeah. waiting for that one to come back. Yeah, yeah.
3: it was there.
0: Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, there's there's so much Harley junk out there that I, I can't. Uh, you know, at one point yeah, when it's they hard first keep up one. One. when they first made the Kenner action figure of hers, you yeah. know, the the very first action figure, it was like, oh, whoopee.
4: whoopee Yeah,
0: she exists. She exists. She's for real. Now it's like. We we were were at the the candy store and they have T-shirts and there was like a dress made out of her outfit Mm -hmm. and it's like, uh, yeah,
4: it's like Mickey Mouse. He tried (laughs) it on. It looked great. Mm Mhm, it did look good. Looked great. Next Halloween. Hmm. Halloween no, I'm going to Comic Con in that man. (laughs) Oh okay, got it. I'm going to Harley Palooza in that. I'm crashing (laughs) it. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: what else? Uh, yeah, um. But anything else to say about the subject? Uh, any any no, one I, particular memory of the show or trying to get down there or the experience? Well,
2: yeah. you know, I don't even remember the first panel on Batman the Animated Series. That's how bad I am. I That's do, not
3: bad, Alan. It's been over 20 years. You
2: know, I just don't... <laughs> you think things like that would stay in my head. No. I do remember Kevin Conroy being late to a panel I was on uh-huh. on Batman you maybe you were on the panel too and he came in about 10 minutes late and okay. and when he came in he did his Batman voice as he was walking in
0: yes I do remember that do you that. remember that? yes and the audience went crazy I am vengeance I am, I what do what was it's a, it's a I am th- the night. I am it, some, it's like I am. <laughs> I am no, it's, I the. Am oh, wait, I, am the I, I am I am I am the night. I am Batman. Batman. Uh, that's everybody's
2: shirt. I remember that moment. Oh, yes, pretty pretty strongly for yeah. some reason. It made me laugh.
0: Who wrote that? I, that was either you or Michael Reeves. Michael Reeves. The, Michael Reeves. It was from the episode. I am the night. Yeah. I am vengeance. Yeah. I am the night. I am Batman. That's great. Like yeah. the great statement from Batman. Mm.
2: Now let me ask you this: What's your favorite con?
0: My favorite con ever, that I was at?
2: What is your, yeah, generally, if you could only go to one con a year, which con would it be? Oh, one convention. One convention.
4: Oh, not the long con, not the, not Sting. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is
5: the movie the Sting?
4: Well,
0: you know, WonderCon's pretty good. And I love WonderCon, especially when it's up in San Francisco. Because WonderCon is everything like the best elements of San Diego, but right around the time when we first started going to San Diego in the early 90s, it had more of a kind of a homey feel to it. And I haven't been to any of the, oddly enough, I haven't been to the ones when it's here in Anaheim because they're either on Easter when I'm with, with my family, right, or it's too much of a hassle getting there. It's actually easier for me, to, the, the times Missy and I have been to WonderCon, to fly up to Oakland and drive into the city, check into the hotel, and go to the convention than it is for us to drive to Anaheim, look for a place to park, spend a few hours wandering around, and come home. And coming back the next day is just out of the question. Who wants to go through the hassle again?
2: Well, I'll tell you, I, I didn't think I would enjoy the Anaheim one. Uh-huh. And it's become my favorite one. Really? Yeah, it's just, great. It's the, right, cool. it's the right size. Okay. And the hotels are close i'm doing they're like across the street right next to it yeah right next to it and so you can be in your hotel room and still feel that you haven't left the con that that you're that you're just you can just go back out and just get into it and um i resisted the anaheim convention the first couple years and the last two years i'm thinking this is just a great
0: con did you now you stay at the hotel there yeah
2: right there huh it's just the right size, yeah. and you can get into eighty percent of the stuff you want to get into. Yeah. While at at Comic Con, it it, I'd flip it—you get into twenty percent of the stuff mm-hmm. you want to get yeah. into. So, uh, but I love—I mean, I'm not never going to miss San Diego if I can help it. Yeah. But um, but I do I like the I like the smaller cons with, you know, it, it, it's it still has big people there. They still come to yeah to to WonderCon so.
0: Mm-hmm. I find it a very pleasant convention, especially, like I said, especially when it was up in San Francisco. We could run around and go out for Chinese food and then come back and and hang out with people and see a lot of friends. San Francisco was fine. You know, a lot of there are a lot of big people, Alex Ross and and, and folks. Alex know.
3: does cons. I thought he never did them.
0: No, he did. But you and I met him at we saw we Chicago, saw Chicago, wasn't it Chicago? No there? WonderCon. That's where he lost his his ring. He went out and ate crab and. That's right. Oh. I forgot
3: about that. That was where I was. He thought I was three sheets to the wind because, because you were the, I was right. laughing at the rice bowls.
0: It was uh, during Chinese New Year one year, and and all these people dressed up as dancing rice bowls came down the street. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And <laughs> lost it. Ridiculous. I saw that. Their yeah. heads was were the parade.
2: sticking up
3: and they were yeah. big bulls and, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't, I had mascara just I had running to carry down my bags. face. He had to walk me back as though I was completely inebriated. Uh, and it was, I think it might've only been the first or second time I'd ever met Alex. Yeah. And we all got into an elevator and I was still just shaking and laughing and he's just kind of pat me on the back, waiting for it to subside. And then, and Alex was just like, what, is she all right? And Paul was just like, she's fine, just rice bowls. Like he just didn't <laughs> explain For it. six months, And she then was... a couple minutes later, yeah. Alex called the room to yeah. ask if we had seen, and I was still laughing about the rice bowls. <laughs> and he was like, is she drunk? And Paul said, no, she's just weird.
2: I remember that parade. I remember
0: those <laughs> yeah. rice bowls.
3: They were ridiculous, yeah, weren't they? Were. they? Yeah. For six months, Albertsons. she was bothering
0: the Kiko Man company, trying to find out, where can I get one of those costumes? I, I was, was trying
3: to be one. I said, yeah. how do I sign up to this? You have to work at Albertsons. I said, I will. Oh, Which it was Al- Albertsons,
0: yeah. Which no, one? No,
3: no. <laughs> and they no. were just like, no. Oh,
0: well, Dancing rice bowls. Man. Oh,
3: God, really I laughed cool. so hard. Man, that was funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, WonderCon was always a great show. San Diego, I'd say, you know, it, it's spectacle. But yeah, it it, is. It, 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 it's you get to a point where your feet hurt. <laughs> you can't dodge another backpack. <laughs> My, your your leg is your your ankle is still smarting from the from the, the from the baby stroller. Somebody pushed into it. And you wanted to yell at them, but then you saw the baby was dressed like Boba Fett, and it's cute. I would yell at him anyway. Yell at anybody, and and then you just limp away. And then that piece of artwork you want is an artist's alley, which is like almost in Mexico. It's so (laughs) far away. And you just can't make it. Yeah. And you just limp on back to your hotel room. So, uh, yeah. So that's... uh... So, that's the the convention stuff. We're going to do some other stuff this year, like go to the zoo and um, maybe Legoland. The San Diego Zoo has a new Australian animal exhibit. Oh. How exciting. Any platypus yet? No, but Tasmanian devils. Damn. The only Tasmanian devils in the U.S. Oh, I think there's one other pair, but they haven't had Tasmanian devils in a long time, so they got some in. So, I'm going to go see those. Platypuses you can't keep in zoos. There are none outside of Australia. Oh, really?
4: Yeah. Emily's always wanted to see one.
0: Well.
3: Did you see the one playing when I put on his Facebook I've
0: seen it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, a million.
3: I'm sorry for wasting your time with old news. There's <laughs>
0: the it. only... I think there are just like two or three wildlife parks in Australia. You have to build a special huge aquarium for them and you actually uh, have to put their mealworms under the gravel so they can find it. It's uh, not like you can just... Maybe that's
3: up. what we should be doing with Deuce and Muggsy to get them to eat.
0: What? Putting their mealworms <laughs> Put under the gravel. Putting their
3: mealworms under the gravel.
0: Well, actually, you know, dogs, you know, they, they found that if dogs have to work for their food, if they have to find it, they kind of enjoy it more. It makes it more of a game for them. So right. Maybe that's, we give that one with their pupsicles.
3: Alan, who's your favorite superhero?
0: Well, oh, Batman. Why? Batman Why? Uh because um the steady employment. Steady
4: employment. <laughs> I was looking for the joke, you found it. <laughs> it's the Same reason Alfred hangs out with him. He's All
2: dark right. and has no superpowers, so yes. Yeah, he's a badass. Who's your favorite superhero?
3: Iron Man. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I like Batman too though.
2: Iron All Man right. because of the movies?
3: Uh no. Iron Man because of the badassery and the swagger.
2: Mm. Oh, okay. There you go.
3: Yeah. I just I like that he is who he is always. And I would just have never guessed that. Apologize for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, like somebody, somebody with swagger and intelligence, I can't even imagine. No, Iron
2: Man. I just, I uh, wouldn't, uh, uh, that's news to me. So. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. you were, I
3: thought you were being sarcastic. No, no, no.
2: Oh. I yeah, thought, no. I thought some, you know, it would be, a, it might be a woman.
3: No. Okay. All right. Yeah, no.
2: Hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, no, Iron Man is totally my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me. Because most of the, the females, I think Wonder yeah. Woman has a great story, and she's the one superhero, superheroine who does not have a victim backstory,
5: mm-hmm.
3: which is what I really, really like about her. So of the female superheroes, I would have to say she is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I um, I like Catwoman a hell of a lot because she's got some swagger, Yeah. Um, but as far as true superheroes go i i dig i like me the iron man i think he's really funny
0: zatanna's too easy or Too two
3: zatanna's very close I, I like her a hell of a lot i yeah. think she's awesome but i'm jealous of her because <laughs> she's got it easy as far as i'm concerned she doesn't have to load <laughs> so in she doesn't have to lug a trailer
4: no <laughs> all that nepotism <sighs> no she
0: just says dowel neat and then poof, load in it's exactly just done in. You know, already exactly. Yeah. So
3: that just makes me jealous, you know. Yeah. yeah, but I like her. I think she's gorgeous and fun. Yeah. Yeah. so but but I like that Wonder Woman doesn't have a victim's backstory. I love that she's just a superhero because she made that choice. very much like Superman. She came here almost as an alien, and yet she chose to be benevolent and she fights for justice. Oh, very good. I I think I'm kind of really I'm kind of cool.
0: sorry to say that Wonder Woman has always been a character I kind of took for granted. And it wasn't until i really started thinking about her Uh and when i when i did the book with alex and then subsequently when i wrote her into um the justice league episodes that i worked on with with you and bruce and Dwayne, that she really became more of a character for me even though i didn't use her much you know like coming up with ideas and brainstorming with her i kept you know the character was very much alive in my head and i could you know, really kind of figure out and see who she was, and I thought the relationship she had with Batman was was very interesting, and that was an interesting way of going and and stuff like that. But you're right; she's just not she's not uh, she comes out she's not a victim. She comes out of a sense of victory and mm-hmm. justice, mm-hmm.
3: So. and she comes from a place of power as opposed to an apology. Yes, yeah. you know, and she she doesn't have to be angry to be. Powerful, she just is because she is. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And that's unusual. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes in comics, it's like, oh, well, she was victimized and got this power. Or she was overcome and chose to overcome that. You mm-hmm. know, it's... Wonder Woman is just a badass because she's a goddess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she came here and was like, these people need help, and I'm qualified to help them, and I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a super fo- powerful and benevolent choice Yeah, that very few female victim uh, female heroes yeah. in comics have so.
0: well i did kind of go the victim route with mirage very definitely but it's mm-hmm. also a story about revenge and uh when i think of harper i think of a character like sweeney todd you know mm-hmm. um it's like okay I'm, I'm on a path to hell but i don't i don't care i'm gonna take the world down with me and mm-hmm. but i also see angela as being kind of like you control me and you brought me back to life, but there are times I wish you would let me go and, and give up and you don't need to do this. And Harper feels like I must, You know, I, I have to. It's the only way I can get some peace of, with my soul over what happened to you because of me, mm-hmm. which is compelling also when it's, I believe when it's yeah. done right. But you know, same with one, one of my favorite images of Wonder Woman is something that was never published. It was done as a, as a, um, as a, uh, A cover and then it was it was rejected for whatever reason they went with another uh, cover and our friend Richard Howell owns the artwork for this and it is it's I love this cover. It is a car full of typical stereotypical 1940s fedora thugs and they're frantic and they're 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 gunning the engine and Wonder Woman is just holding it with one hand and kind of smiling as she kind of looks at her nails. Like, not vain, but more like, like you guys don't even matter.
2: What year is this?
0: It was like the early 40s. Yeah. And it was like a cover for either Wonder Woman or Sensation Comics. And she's just holding it, very confident, just holding it in place and just kind of going like, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that. It's a very nice balance of power and femininity. Yeah. Which is ironic, considering she was made on some dude's weirdo rope fetish.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we won't discuss it.
3: Why wouldn't we discuss it? It's exactly where she came
0: from. Oh, I, she did. You know, and that's... And I, I do have to say that that was one of the hardest elements of writing the um, the Power of Truth book with Alex was in, in a lot of cases we look back at the early stories of Batman, Superman, and Captain Marvel to get those stories to find out... Right, in the early Superman stories, Clark Kent's an investigative reporter. He can't intrude in certain things because he doesn't have a warrant or he's not welcome. But Superman gleefully breaks the law and goes in and goes and gets whoever the the true bad guys same with batman um captain marvel's kids wish fulfillment there was a lot of stories there were a lot of ele- very early stories to draw on. with wonder woman we tried reading them and they're like you you're like reading a guy's like sex fiction or something it's mm-hmm. it's it's really Bizarre, like uh, like to the level of fetishism with uh, some of those early stories, with the idea of binding and stripping a woman of her power and mm-hmm. and being tied up and everything. And I remember us reading this one story it was arguably a Christmas story. It they don't the 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 Amazons don't really have Christmas, but they have like a end of the year celebration where one of the Amazons leaves gifts in their rooms and sneaks in. And but if the girl wakes up, she can challenge them for the right to be the gift giver, and they fight. And if the girl loses, then she's dressed like a deer and put on a plate with a bunch of other women like that for a symbolic sacrifice. And I'm reading this, and
3: I'm—that's a question I, mark at the end of Christmas story, indeed.
0: I'm going. Yeah, I'm looking at this and wow. going like, uh, I don't know. I can't take anything from this other than a feeling of unease and. Mm and like ooh like i should really
3: specific yeah that shit'll get you invited to anthrocon immediately yeah yeah oh you're <laughs> guest
0: of honor there man
3: which by the way i have heard they are very nice to the guests i've heard of
0: that. i've heard yeah. that too everybody uh everybody i know who's gone there has mark said mark loved it. loved wally it wally
3: wingert said they are the best people on the planet they
0: are they're great yeah.
3: have you ever been to anthrocon no no would you like to go to anthrocon where is it i don't know
0: <laughs> i
2: only know
3: what it is i've
2: not i've not heard of it
0: it's for uh, fans of anthropomorphic um, entertainment, so that would be funny animals, talking animals, mm-hmm. Disney Essence.
1: Ex- maybe I'll get invited now that I'm doing Squirrel Girl.
0: Oh, now that you're Squirrel Girl, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there great you go.
4: Squirrel Girl, by the way. Huh? Oh, yeah. You're great Squirrel you Girl, like by the way. I love oh, her thank so you. much.
3: Yay! Please tell Marvel.
4: Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm excited for her to air in the U.S. She aired overseas. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw Listen her.
0: Lee, Squirrel Girl. Everybody says, what is it like you married Zatanna? It's like, no, I really married Squirrel Girl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Little does everyone know. It's,
0: it's pretty damn cool.
3: That was a pretty exciting day. We did that a long time ago. We've yeah. have been waiting for a long time for that to air.
0: Yeah. Uh, like. Oh, like me the squirrel girl, that's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, she's really cute. <laughs> they cut a bunch of her lines though, I guess. Because what do you mean? That, that was the episode where she looked at Juggernaut and said, You wanna get nuts? <clears throat> Let's get
1: nuts.
0: No, that's that's the other one. That's burrito rud.
3: I thought you guys cut that.
0: No, they, they cut the lines in there, they cut her spitting the nuts out of her cheek. And, and, like, um, she was going to use the nuts like yeah. a... Um, like she was going to, like, ninja stuff. Bronze, nu- uh, brass, oh, knuckles. brass knuckles. She, shot, she spat them into her hands and then was going to use them to, to flatten a guy in the head. But the line, I believe, is still in there. But what happened was the director just had a problem with the spitting of the nuts. and it mm-hmm. was like That makes sense. It was kind of, like, weird. Well,
3: it's weird yeah. that she would spit.
0: It's like, well, where did she get the nuts from? And I said, she stores them in her cheek pouches. But <laughs> wouldn't well, she have huge cheeks? And it's like... No, they're built that's, in, you know. That's her superpower. Yeah. That, she doesn't yeah. have many. Yeah. <laughs> or she barfs them up like Hurl Girl. There you go. Um, oh, a nice,
3: nice wraparound. Yeah. Way All comes back to Hurl Girl.
0: Yeah. Um, And now Squirrel Girl. Yes. I bet there'll be Squirrel Girl t-shirts. And I would like wear that. one. I yes. would wear one too. Yeah. And it's pretty darn cute. Yeah, she's pretty cute. Created by Steve Ditko. Same guy who mm. created Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. you yeah. yeah. enough. Well, have we maxed out? The, no, we haven't, actually. We have and I would like to ask Alan a couple more okay. questions
3: about what your first animated... How did you end up in animation? Have you guys ever covered this on a podcast? Because I know you guys were...
2: I don't know. I was an intern. I was a page at NBC. I got an internship yes. at children's programs. Uh-huh. I read all of those comic books. And the, my bosses at that time said, oh, he knows his comic books. And they became the vice president of Hanna, Hanna-Barbera Production and hired me there. And the other one, be- one became Margaret Lesh. And the other one, Gene McCurdy, became mm-hmm. uh, president of uh, wow. Warner Brothers. And hired very fine ladies. Yeah. So you see? Yeah, very, very fine Very,
3: very amazing. If there was a knighthood for wonderfulness, yes. those, those ladies, I think, would have it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I was very lucky. The What's Gene up to games? these days? She's up in San Francisco, right? Yes, Gene is retired. She's uh-huh. up in San Francisco. I think she does a little work for another company, but... Um, but uh, she's very happy. Good. Very happy. And has a beautiful condominium that overlooks Alcatraz and, uh, and, the, and the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, it's fantastic. Wonderful.
3: Wow. Yay. Wonderful. As long as she's happy, that's the oh, only thing that yeah.
2: matters. She's glorious. She's
3: just wonderful.
0: Did yeah. you visit her when you were up there recently?
2: Uh, within the last few months, yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Okay, so what was your very first animated project? Can was,
2: you remember? It um, was... Oh, do you want to uh, say <laughs> the, Dukes.
3: Uh-huh. the
2: Dukes? Oh wow! Yes, nice. horrible, horrible. Uh, <laughs> We've all got one? a couple it, of it, them. I'll, I'll, you know, there it, 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 was, uh, it, it was. I cut my teeth on that one with a, a writing partner. His name was Jeff Siegel, mm-hmm. and? and we were on staff, and we started working on the Dukes. But we lasted one, one episode, and then we went on to other stuff. Okay, but you know. What was
3: your chaser? What was your palate cleanser from the Dukes? You remember?
2: What did I? What What was the the next next
3: thing after right after that?
2: I'm not sure. I'm Smurfs. Smurfs? Well, no, I think Super Friends soon came after Did you
3: work on the Smurfs too?
2: Yeah, I was on Smurfs for a couple of years as a a story editor.
3: And you've won how many Emmys, Alan?
2: Well, not like you, not like your hubby. i won. I've won four.
3: Well, that's almost well, like my hubby yeah, paul's yeah. got five you've got four you guys yeah. are almost tied yeah so well. it, you know how i'd like just throw that out there i mean he's got five that's cool yeah. you know, yeah. like, Good god congratulations uh, it's amazing um what was your first semi for well
2: uh, they're they're all batman connected okay yeah so batman. and i can't tell you what the first one was for
0: wasn't it, wasn't it, robin's it, reckoning or robin's reckoning, or, reckoning. Or, so, when, when, uh, was it 2 Face one or two or well, robin's reckoning one of the two
2: I think Robin's reckoning. Robin's Reckoning, that we, was in prime time. We know. were on there was a there was one season where we were on primetime and it was the year that the Simpsons said, We're a situation comedy. We're not a cartoon show. So we're taking ourselves out of the cartoon show uh uh lineup. lineup and so we and I do believe that's why we got it. Robin <laughs> ran right in and went <laughs> yoink yeah, let's we'll just take this <laughs> and so we got it so that's a primetime Emmy
4: yeah, yeah. wow and
2: then that's we did a Superman man. show and that was with Batman yeah we got mm-hmm. the Emmy for that I think that was another primetime one
0: wasn't it um I'm not sure I'm almost positive it. that this. could have been um then there was uh
2: Batman Beyond Batman Beyond and the, my last one was The Batman that's right. That's right. Oh, nice. So it's all Batman Batman.
3: Which explains Batman, your Batman, affinity Batman, Batman, Batman. for the uh, yeah, he's great. the winged crusader there. Yes. Um the Caped Crusader isn't that no, yeah. that's Superman. Cape Crusader. Is, it's 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 Batman. Batman. is, is, is that Batman? Batman?
0: Yeah. 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 The winged Batman. Crusader would be Hawkman. It's the Jesus Batman Cape Crusader. Yeah. So the Dark Batman? Knight would be the R rated Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Although Sorry. I think Hawkman is technically the winged warrior. <laughs> or, um, we're getting, we're kind of reaching here.
3: That's okay. No, it's okay. I mean, that's, that's genuinely interesting to me because I didn't know. I thought it was. You were on
0: one of my favorite shows, DuckTales. DuckTales? That was
4: great. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Still love that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I had a good time. It was like a, my, it was like a sitcom. Mm-hmm. I was on uh, the year they did Gizmo Duck, and I loved that character. Oh, that oh he's guy. a great was character! So great, I, with I, his
4: I, nasty
0: mom and everything. Uh, yes. Yeah. Or
4: when the the, the kids nasty. got the shrunken Gizmo Duck suit. Oh, that's such a great episode.
2: They are. It was that was a great fun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, but then I, this, I only stayed at Disney for about two and a half years, because I could see it was all going to be uh, ducks. Uh, it was going to be feathers
0: and fur, and I just was. Mm. done with that mm-hmm. do you have a dream character that you'd love to uh you know like dc marvel uh other that you'd love to animate like a personal i'd love to project. do dead man I yeah
2: would, yeah i would love to do dead man feature um, but that could be a good animated feature yeah i think i think so i it's i think they if they haven't tried to attack it they should because mm-hmm. it's it's a great character He it's a powerful character that's I mean that's powerful uh, yeah uh, power that he has taking over people and possessing them so it's a matter of figuring out the rules of that but I think it could be a great movie mm-hmm. but um, yeah I love I love that character
3: and what kind of stories genuinely move you like what can you think of any stories my you-
2: favorite yeah. genre they don't really do anymore what do you mean? Which is the romantic thriller, which is like charade, North by Northwest. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Those things, I, I just love those. They're
4: very pulp-like.
2: Yeah. 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 And they've got, there's comedy in them, mm-hmm. and there's thrills, and there's guns. And suspense. And suspense. And a man and a woman thrown together who are, are racing through an adventure together, even though, you know, and who fall in love in the end. I think that's a great genre and they just don't really do it anymore. Mhm. We are a tremendous Hitchcock fan too. Tremendous Hitchcock fan. So So that's. Mhm. That's
3: so you said you collected comic books when you were younger, and you yes. had long boxes. You had about 500 issues. Yeah. What did most of those issues, what were they comprised of? Oh, there weren't of? any
2: long boxes when I was a kid. Oh, really? It was, yeah. you those know, those it was Del Monte boxes, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. your uh-huh. comic books in. Well,
3: what was in your collection? Do you remember?
2: Well, I'll tell you, uh, DC and Marvel. Marvel came in when I was like 11, mm-hmm. so, but I was really, I jumped on the Marvel stuff.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And then there was a character called Brain Boy, which I loved. And that was a comic nobody knows about it anymore. I think it was, it was Dell, Dell Comics. Oh, I remember it, that. Yeah, yeah. And they did about six issues. And I love that comic because it was, it was about a 17-year-old. He's just the right age for my aspirations as mm-hmm. a 12-year-old. A and he, was, um, he just had telekinetic powers. He could fly, you know, brain power, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was, all, he was dressed in a suit. It was the '60s, early '60s, and he was like a spy, cool and, and the stories were very sophisticated for comic book stories, and they, they just they just collected a collection of him, and they brought I've got all the, I've got like five issues of one issue. I mean, I really like this character, and he it was and, and it was it was dense with word balloons. I mean it was, it was a reader's comic. you, you read the thing. Mm-hmm. And you got into the story. It was, it it was detailed, mm-hmm. and it was about politics. And it was it's like James Bond, kid. Wow. Yeah. And I that and, and you know I just loved it. And I the
3: collection that came out is a, is a hardcover collection. A hardcover cover collection.
2: It came out about a year ago. Ooh. And, and you I, have I, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just got. Was Amazon. that a Dell character or something? Yeah, I think it was Dell.
0: I gotta find that. Yeah. It I, was, I'll I'll I look think for Aiden that. would like that. I, we should send it to Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden got a kick out of it. You know what? Um. We should send him. If you like the Trail of the Unicorn, we should send him the box set, the extra box that we have of Christmas for Shacktown. That's, that's a Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I'll give, bring him that yeah. at Christmas, yeah. But that's, yeah.
2: But then I went to when I was, I went on to James Bond himself, so. Yeah? I am not, My at 14 it started, it stopped. What stopped? Reading comic books, really. Why? Because did I was. Did someone
3: tease you or did you just lose interest? No, I
2: just, there was James Bond and mm-hmm. porn. And porn. And yeah, that, well, you know, it's important too. There was, you know, Playboy magazine. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just there was a whole. And there's, there's
3: cartoons in Playboy anyway, so it was just okay. filling all your needs. Yeah,
2: but occasionally I would buy a, a Batman. Yeah. Occasionally I'll see something I'd, I'd buy it, but mm-hmm. I, I, I was not. It just sort of I, and the strange thing is that though that's it was the Silver Age comics. You mm-hmm. know, the strange thing is. It hasn't changed in the characters that much from what is going on today. The stuff I was reading 50 years ago, those characters are still going on today. Mm -hmm. Not much differently. I mean, more adult-oriented and all that, but I know who they are, Mm -hmm. if I- I, I, Spider-Man, Iron Man. Yeah, if I I had not gone into a comic book store in 50 years, um, I would, and I wouldn't today, you know, when today, I would recognize Almost everybody from my childhood. Mm-hmm. It's funny how it hasn't changed. That the mythology no. that was there, it's still there.
3: I think they got to, to the a point. character designs are still even similar. You know, I mean, they've they've changed yeah. a little bit, but Spider-Man is still Spider-Man. Batman's still Batman, even though he's been updated, modified. They always keep those same. Superman's still yeah. Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's very
2: well, the there's, there really is not that much that is. You know, there's not that many lobos. The stuff that came out that after I,
4: well, Wolverine's probably the biggest. Wolverine's, Wolverine's probably the biggest. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, there there yeah. are, but it but just yeah, seems I mean,
2: to me that you that Batman family still exists. The Superman family still exists. The Justice League family still exists. The the fantastic the Avengers still the, exist. The yeah, major, the major yeah. Marvel characters still exist. They uh-huh. had quite it's it's kind of amazing that how they've had quite this long a life.
3: Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because so many writers are telling uh stories that people can identify with?
2: Yeah, I think writers take the characters, new writers take the characters and do their number on it. And then it's given to another another writer and another writer in a generation. You have you have generate it, it builds on generations. And you know what? We see, We like our mythological gods,
0: you know? We do. Mm-hmm. They are. They are. Like, they, it's sort of like you're the steward of a modern myth. And that, I mean, that's the way I always felt when I was writing Batman. When I was writing you're Detective... You're on your way and, up to Olympus. At, well, yeah. in Streets of Gotham, it's sort of like my job is to be, uh, you know, not to to tell an interesting story about these characters, but it's also to help the mythology along. And that's why I kind of like... I, I find it a challenge, like like playing a sport or something, to write a good Batman story that propels who he is at his best, yet adds a little bit to the mythos, doesn't destroy anything, and so that another writer five, ten years down the road, can go, Hey, there was something kind of cool in the story, maybe I'll work on that a little bit, or or I remember the story, or, or, or something like that. It's like when I read kind of really good one shot stories when I was when I was growing up, like uh Danny O'Neill's Joker's Five Way Revenge, you know, mm-hmm. to me that's like the perfect Batman story. It's a mm-hmm. perfect mixture of superheroic, supervillainy, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of you know, it just just some, some very good stuff in 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 that one. And then, you know, and then you do an epic like the Ra's al Ghul story around that same time. You know that that they were doing, and then later stories that they did in the 70s like the Laughing Fish and uh, the Silver St. Cloud stories, and right up to the present day. Like I thought the Owls was a pretty good story actually. That added. That added an element to Gotham that you kind of yeah. was kind of like a natural dovetail to it. So, um, and so when you can add things like that, you know, and, it, and it's like it's fun as a writer to look back at stuff or you know that, that is good or that's inspiring and say, well, it's my twist on that, and and uh, and how can I you know improve my own game on that? Mm-hmm. But these are they're they're kind of done well. They are like, I like modern mythology, or I kind of equate them to also kind of like Tall Tales also. Like Mm -hmm. Tall Bunyan? Yeah, it's like, you know, the Tall Tales, like guys sitting around, you know, a campfire telling Whopper stories. How different than that is a bunch of kids sitting around telling each other Superman stories? And then, you know, there's a short leap to guys who get get paid to doing it, you know? Trying to top each other with a bigger, bigger, more important Superman, Flash, Batman, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man story.
3: So, Alan, as this character has been around, speaking of Batman specifically, as he's been around for so long, and he's been such a close and personal friend of yours for so many years, do you find it easier or more difficult to tell new, fresh stories about Batman? Or is it a relief when someone comes in with a new take? Like, Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Well, you know, the, I, it's probably a little more difficult. Because I, you know, I feel like we've, Paul and I have told every Batman story or been around every Batman story ever been told. Yeah, you there is some something there's yeah. a new a little new twist that you can you can do things with. I mean I, there's always something new. It's just but but he's a great character because he can you can you can mold him into different genres and you can add characters to him and take away characters, put him in situations. I mean it's he's an amazing he he's got a he's an amazing character, because he is so adaptable to different types of stories, different types of genres. Uh, t- he's adaptable to teamwork. He's he, you, you can play him with with horror. You can play him with mm-hmm. with black comedy. You can play mm-hmm. him Adam West. I mean, it's just an amazing character to me. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, he's got one of the most colorful supporting casts. That even if you, if the I've always found that the well was running dry on Batman stories. There's Robin. There's Alfred. There's Gordon. There's and Joker. He's got a there's Penguin. Rose you know, gallery, yeah. all I have to do is figure out. Well, okay, what's Penguin angry about today, and how does that affect Batman? Oh, hey, you know what? We've got something here, and then Penguin and Catwoman. Okay, let's throw them together and see what's kind of a story we get. Or let's pull in a villain from another world, from somebody else's stories, and throw them in and see mm-hmm. what we get. Well, how does a flash villain react in in Gotham City? You know, that that sort of thing. And how does Batman get involved in that? And you know, it's such a rich tapestry that you're never limited to just the Batman caper.
2: Although And he's an urban
0: hero. Yes, right?
2: he is. And 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 gets down to the nitty-gritty in urban life and and people respond to that. So that gives him legs these days to me.
0: One of the things that I really tried playing up with Batman when I was writing Detective and I got to do it now and then I don't think I I was never really able to do it as much as I wanted which would have been every issue but it was the idea that Bruce Wayne is Batman well we that's a common thing he's Batman all the time even when he's pretending to be or acting more like Bruce but he's a detective all the time and I really would have liked to have played him more like the way they played robert downey jr as sherlock holmes mm-hmm. in the recent movies where bruce is always looking at somebody he's always looking for that tell the 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 nervous twitch the catch in the voice the other thing and the batman the putting on the suit and getting in the car is like the final step he takes to catching the guy mm-hmm. like he doesn't do he never does that first it's like as bruce wayne i'm playing a mental game with everybody i see and that's the guy who's guilty. And I can't prove it right now. But I do know that if I work on this guy, both as Bruce and later as Batman, I'm going to get this guy to crack. You know, and, and that is the cerebral nature of Bruce Wayne is always the thing that I find most fascinating in the fact that he is a detective all the time, who's always on, who's always reading people, even to the point where he just can't turn it off sometimes. Just like Superman can't really drown out every cry for help Bruce Wayne can't stop analyzing people. Mm-hmm. and It makes him very tired after a while. I well,
3: guess. and that's where the superheroism comes in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because when you can't shut it off and you're beyond exhausted, but you have this call to duty yeah. that, that drives you and keeps you going. It's really and, interesting.
0: And Bruce is somebody who goes like, I know the guy's guilty. I know it and I can't prove it. So I gotta put on the suit. I gotta break into his place. I gotta grab him and throw him out the window. And I gotta force a confession out of him. Not that not that I'm really dreading that. It's just that that's the next step of the process, mm-hmm. and then he could, And that's him him breaking the law and going that way too, in order to preserve the law. Is
3: mm-hmm. to, well, sure. and also knowing that if he lays down and takes a full eight hours to sleep, somebody's probably going to die that he could save.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's that. And too.
3: that's that's a choice that he has to make to stay ignorant to that, even though he may know full well that that's happening. That's mm-hmm. really sad. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard and that is superhuman.
0: One of the ideas that I really enjoyed playing with in Streets of Gotham and that I would love to go back to in some form or another was the idea of Gotham itself as this character. I mean, and, and, and it was kind of, in a weird way, trying to justify and build on the idea that throughout Batman's history, Gotham City, especially in like this golden age and, you know, uh, like the Dick Sprang years, there was a larger than life, Almost freakish quality to the city, and in kind of incorporating ideas from the '60s TV show, there was always an abandoned warehouse, factory, funhouse, ice cream factory. You know, like the villains could hide in any in any sort of places, and that Gotham was very larger than life, and and that um, and I think in the comics they had put in like this area called Amusement Mile, which is sort of like their version of Coney Island, except it's much bigger, and it kind of makes sense that you know. Gotham is, I don't know how many <laughs> fun houses for the Joker to hang out in and, in you know, colorful um, locations. And I remember, and I did a few stories where I had people talk about Gotham's history. And one of the ideas that I came up with that I kind of liked was that Gotham was a really industrial place at, at, at one point, like in the late uh, 1800s, early 20th century. And so that people would go to the factories and they'd work hard and the, they'd, and they needed amusement, whether it was drunk whether it was drinking and partying in, 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 in rough taverns, or they they brought in amusements to take their money. so that was everything from peep shows to carnivals to reptile houses to you know bizarre puppet theaters and everything. And then once the industry moved away, kind of like Detroit, everything went. Belly up, you know who's gonna who's gonna pay for amusement when you've got no money? So that kind of explains why you can have an abandoned toy factory if you need it, or a, uh, or Killer Croc can hide out in the reptile, you know, house that hasn't been used in 30 years and stuff like that, because you know Gotham was a city of, di- of diversion to take your mind off how awful it was. People, you know, these things sprout- sprouted up all the time, and I kind of like that idea, and I, I love the idea that we played with in the Mask of the Phantasm with the rotting um, World's Fair and yeah. stuff like that.
2: But you see, what you're just saying right now, you 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 take you, you built this world, okay, here's Batman, let's put him in this world that you just mentioned. Yeah. And, and you can uh, just as easily take him and put him in another world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the, the different... Because shamies. we all understand who he is. We understand who he is, where mm-hmm. he's coming from, and so he can adapt to a lot of locations and backgrounds and yeah and it's just, he's just a very solid
3: he's got creation. a consistent response to stimuli, yeah. and so if you adjust the stimulus, then you have a new story.
2: you have a new story,
3: yes. yeah. It also becomes... because you know what he's going to do he's going to analyze it, he's going to figure mm-hmm. out the mystery, and he's going to fight for justice right he's the that...
2: steadfast thing going through the all these different visions of Gotham mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
0: That's and, really and cool. it's and it's also yeah. there are also versions of Gotham that accommodate the idea of a guy in a costume like that with a tech like that. He becomes like a natural part of this, the one constant in a shifting, rather bizarre landscape.
3: Well, it's like you always said you yeah. have to have sane in crazy.
0: Yeah. In order
3: to have a good story, Paul says that if you're going to write Daffy Duck, everybody around him has to be normal or Daffy's not funny and you're just building crazy on crazy on crazy. And the same is true for Bugs. Yeah, And so Bugs is usually surrounded by crazy and he's the one who's not nuts, you know, in some of the, and sometimes it's vice versa. Mm. But Paul always says that when you're writing that character. So when you're writing Batman, if stuff is just breaking down all around him as far as normalcy goes, mm-hmm. that's he's going to function very well in that environment by bringing us back to a state of normal.
0: Yeah, I mean, all like the controlling, villains... controlling,
3: corralling the crazy.
0: The villains he fights are very chaotic, like Two-Face is just, you know, the ultimate, you know, good and evil at war in the same body, you know, and... And that's that's sort of like a, a visual extension of what Batman feels, you know, within himself. Except this guy's brought it out to the surface.
3: That's really interesting. I would like to see Two Face. Has there ever been a Batman story where Two Face actually makes a choice to really go for good?
0: There have been a few like that. In, yeah. in, in fact, Bruce wrote a very good one, a very sh- a short one, but it was Bruce really Tim? good. Yeah, where mm-hmm. he Two Face had plastic surgery, and he, the doctor, the surgeon who cured him was very gentle and very kind and they fell in love and that brought out the better nature of two-face and ironically she had a twin sister who was the worst and uh and the evil sister so he fell for the good sister and at the same time he was seduced by the bad sister and wound up killing them both and then he took um hot coals and scarred his hand and scarred his face and then he just sat waiting for batman to come get him Hmm. it was really kind of a dark and Sounds terrible, like it was really good. Terrible for the kids. story. Yeah. What? Well, no. It was Batman Black and White. I think it was Batman. Oh, Black Oh, so it was in White.
3: a comic. It wasn't. Yeah. It was in a comic. I was like, "How did you get that by standards and practices?" Oh yeah. my god.
0: I mean, he he has. <laughs> there have been stories. You guys
3: should see the knowing smile I just got from Alan. He was like, yeah. "No, honey, no." Yeah.
2: There have been <laughs> stories Definitely where, where self <laughs> is just not. Uh, it's not not working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not smiled upon.
0: Yeah, I know. The, the <laughs> there is a, uh, you know. Two faces of characters character who's constantly at war with himself, and uh, and
2: uh... you know the Batman that I would uh, sort of like to see an issue or a small, a short uh, mini series of is the first Batman,
0: the one who was who
2: used a gun. I just would <laughs> like to see what they would do with that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that would be really great. That would be interesting. Whoa! Well, here comes Killer Croc. Come right at me! Boom! Boom! Okay. All right, that's the end of Killer Croc. It's like, what, <laughs> why didn't I think of this before? Do it in the
2: 40s, just like you know, just like they started out. Just yeah. to, but it would throw people because he doesn't use a gun anymore. Well, right? and it's become such a big part
3: of his yeah. politics.
4: Yeah. Did they attempt to do that, with, that uh, with the first wave project that they did with Doc Savage all coming back and uh, all those characters? You know, and I think it didn't last. They, 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 did he they use a, a gun in that? I thought they brought that idea back in that series.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I
2: missed that.
4: Hmm. Captain well, America doesn't have any an issue.
0: Captain America doesn't have any trouble using a gun in the movies. No, he's no. blowing him away right and left. Well he's a soldier.
2: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So
3: I got to hold his shield. Oh, Ooh. so jealous. That was a pretty good day. That was good. It was a good day. That was a really fun day. We were doing fun stuff too. Yeah.
2: And this was where?
3: A recording for a Marvel project, and they they walked in. The executives that were working on the project walked in with it and said, "Okay, we're taking pictures with the actors. So here's Captain America's shield." I'm like, "For real?" And, I said, and they said, "Yeah." And I said, "You want me to hold it?" And they said, "Yeah, we're all going to stand behind you so you can take the first hit." So we all took a picture together.
0: Oh, and then she nice. sent me the picture, and I went like, "Oh."
3: Your response was grab it and run, is what you said. <laughs> Nobody inside said, said, I was going like, "Oh, yeah." And it's made of metal. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It has a big metal handle on the inside. You put your arm through a leather strap, and then you hold on to a metal handle. Yeah. That's that's wow. on the inside. So it's pretty cool. Well. Yeah. It was pretty great. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. What did you read? Are you crying about it? No, no, <laughs> I'm, fine. I'm. I'm just. No, happy. I. I would like I, you to cry about something I'm happy that for I get you. to do for once, because yeah. it's nice. Yeah. You've done so many. Oh, no big deal. He's just, you know, been to Indonesia, took a picture of an orangutan coming down yeah. a tree at him, Drove jumped into Batmobile. a boat, escaped from a from a Komodo dragon. I got the whole Captain America shield. I got Where'd to you drive cry? the
4: Batmobile around a little bit. And the
3: Scooby-Doo Mystery, Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine.
4: Mystery Machine, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
3: so you just sit there with one tear. Yeah. You, you just go ahead and do that, because it's my turn today. I'm
0: greedy.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and there, ladies and gentlemen, is what it takes to succeed in this industry. <laughs> I want to do all the things, <laughs> all the days. Yes, I want it now. <laughs> Alan, what's the coolest thing you've ever gotten to do, geeky-wise? Have you um, ever sat there and been like, "This was a moment I just had here"? Meet,
2: I met Bob Kane. Oh, in in wow. the Batcave. It wa- oh, I'm oh. sorry. Oh, you man, what I, now? They were shooting a. They were shooting some footage on Bob Kane. This was for I, uh, extras for Burton's movie or something. I don't know what it was. It was back in '90 two. And um, somebody said after recording, said, you know, Bob Kane's in the next studio, you want to go meet him? So I said, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they brought me over and I'm in this dark area and I'm walking through st- stalactites stalagmites or whatever. And uh he's sitting in a it's kind of a throne chair they, get, they got for him. But it's like in the I'm in the bath cave and I just shook hands with him. Oh really man awesome. so that was great.
3: I met Bob Kane in the Batcave. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. when I knew I have I had arrived.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Wow, that's 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 an epic moment. That's pretty amazing. Ready anyway, so you yeah. Know. Um, so a guy named Eric Ravenscraft today quoted quoted. I'm quoting him on Twitter.
0: Not his real name.
3: Probably not. Okay. Um, But he said Disney owns Marvel. Uh Marvel owns Thor. Thor is the son of a king. Thor is now female. Thor is now a Disney princess. Yes.
4: Yeah. 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 He is. He is. Yeah. We're okay.
0: Great. He can be up. He can up there with be up there with Cinderella, Snow White, and the rest of the gang. Mm Hmm. Wow. Mm Hmm. Now, how did they work it? Now, did did whoever did male thor just disappear or no he, apparently
3: that, that, he becomes unworthy and his hammer goes to someone else yeah okay but they this is not yet yeah this <laughs> is not the first time that thor has actually been portrayed as a female because right. storm was thor
4: yeah
3: in one of the x-men comics and mm. it's there there's another i was reading somewhere Valkyrie. else yeah, yeah 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 so there there have been other storylines so this is not yeah that new no no but he is now a Disney princess, so maybe that's what they were waiting for—was the acquisition of Disney, so they could really, really commit.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, they—they've gone after that whole Norse thing with Frozen, so now they've got Elsa, Anna, and Thor up mm-hmm. in Sweden or Norseland or where Finland or wherever they are. <laughs> yeah. Norway, I guess.
3: Yeah. So male Thor, let it go, and the hammer went to someone
4: else. <laughs> yeah. There
0: you go. Let yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Does this mean no
2: more Thor movies?
3: Yes, of course that's not. Exactly what
4: it means. I
0: think he's gonna be a dude in the Avengers.
3: In Avengers too for sure. Because yeah, I've seen right. shots of them on set. Yeah. So yeah. So mm-hmm. we still have the Chris Hemsworth. Okay. He's fine. Yeah. A pretty woman. Yeah, he would. Maybe they'll just put him in drag. I well,
0: actually tweeted, You mean Thor's not a girl? Yeah. Yeah, announced it. yeah. Good snarky comment.
3: All right, well we'll just end with the Disney princess thing. Are we done?
4: I'm fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was confident <laughs>
3: <laughs> It's like I'm done i wash my hands of you people well Wait. thanks for listening everybody
4: yeah oh, this was a good you. one
3: we'll see you at Comic Con or we won't
0: yeah and uh, then come back for our um, after Comic Con uh, afterglow wrap up
5: afterglow yeah.
0: uh, the
3: dragon it what? drag it in
0: yeah yeah dragon the,
3: ass after Comic Con the
0: dregs of Comic Con
3: yeah you, know, you love it
0: What, Comic-Con? You
3: love it. Pete's going to love it. Yeah,
0: it's a good time.
4: You bet it. I do. (laughs) Bye, folks. Bye. This has been another episode of Radio Rashi. If you've enjoyed this episode, let everyone know by leaving a review in the iTunes store. It's a great way to help others find us. You can also leave comments on RadioRashi.com, Facebook.com, forward slash RadioRashi, or follow us on Twitter at RadioRashi or at Paul underscore Dini to leave us questions. Thanks for listening and tell your friends.